Do you know what Star Wars is? Yes. Yeah. So when I was uh, younger, I used to bring my Star Wars figures up here. You know, because I didn't want to leave them back at the house because they get lonely. And um, some of the more cynical kids would make fun of me. They would, like, throw them in the fire and stuff. Really? This, th well, this was before my martial arts training, of course. But I found this hiding spot and um, sneak out here at night, put them in the tin, take them out, put them back in the morning. I wish I could see you when you were a little kid. Stormtroopers, stormtroopers don't know anything about lasers, lasers, or lasers or time travel. They're blue collar workers. The blue collar workers. The boy has no patience. No sensitivity. Never tell me the odds. Would help if I got out and killed this coffee. You're under arrest, Jeff. Be mindful of your thoughts, Anakin. They're betrayed. Stuck up, half-witted, scruffy-looking. Welcome to Geek Fights, the Ponzi scheme of podcasting. I'm Damon Shaw. With me, as always, is Mr. Mike uh, or Ortis. Ortis, uh, Mike, what are we fighting about tonight? Well, tonight uh, we are going back to uh, to one of our showdown uh, geek fights, and uh, and of course, it is also uh, it's actually Star Wars week here, Damon. You don't know that yet, but uh, I have declared this Star Wars week. Because uh, we're putting our other Star Wars related content out all this week, and we are doing the Star Wars showdown. So, who have we got with us tonight, Damon? Well, this fine evening, we've got the man, the myth, the legend, Josh Van Valkenburg. Toot toot! Chuck Farrell. They took our jobs. And Tristan Riddell. Never heard of C2E2, but I heard about it now. <laughs> uh, so. How do showdowns work, Mike? Well, uh, each of us has picked six uh, Star Wars characters uh, from from any aspect of Star Wars, anything uh, Star Wars related. We throw in two more chosen by Geek Fight staff to bring it up to 32. Uh, like always, we randomly match them up and drop them into tournament-style brackets, which you can download from our website at geekfights.net. We each cast our vote, give our reasons. The winner of each fight moves on to the next round. This continued until something, someone is declared the winner of the Star Wars showdown. Now, unlike most geek fights, where you can use any kind of logic, any kind of geek logic, to, uh, to determine the winner, the, the showdowns have a very specific uh, kind of geek logic. Uh, these are physical fights. These are these two characters thrown in to a, a battle against uh, one another, now, here's where the geek logic kicks in, because you can make up any crazy fucked up way that this fight would go down, uh, but you figure out who you think would win and vote for him, 
And that's the, uh, that's kind of the geek logic that we use in a showdown. Uh, yeah. So it's going to be crazy. And, and, and really the, the video is almost ready. Yes. Really? This week, the, uh, we, we've got, uh, we've got our, our star Wars, uh, our, our nitpickers commentary for star Wars. And we've also got a special bonus video, uh, where we have uncovered something that, uh, that will break the internet in half. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be on YouTube either today, tomorrow or yesterday. Sometime we we might actually even make it our very first video podcast. Really? We're, we're going to do a video podcast around it. Well, no, I mean, it'll just be in the feed. Oh, well, yeah. Well, that's easy enough. But anyway, <laughs> uh, well, let's, let's get to fighting. Josh, this fight is yours. It is the, what is this? Exogorith, also known as the Space Slug, uh, versus Jar Jar Binks. All right. So I'm not even going to waste my good shit. Jar Jar Binks sucks, and he'd get sucked up the ass of the Space Slug and digested like the piece of crap he is. Uh, vote for space lug, Mike. Uh, you know, I, I, I thought this would be easy too, but Jar Jar's got that weird fucked up, uh, Gungan luck where he will just like step on something in the space slug and get sort of spit out or knock something down its gullet and, and it'll choke. So under most circumstances, the space slug being an enormous, creature that could devour anything would really just just take almost almost anybody in a fight but uh jar jar he's got that weird uh that weird gungan luck going on uh, the force is strong with him and uh i'm gonna give it to uh jar jar thinking that he's he's gonna trip and fall and maybe come out the thing's ass and it'll explode or something or maybe it's got a uh, an allergy to to gungans and as soon as he gets swallowed he'll it'll die or something like that uh, vote for Jar Jar. Chuck? Um, well, as usual, uh, Mike kind of stole my thunder there. Um, I will say, you know, right off the bat, I didn't know it was the Exogorth or whatever the hell. I, you know, the space slug. He's an asteroid. Uh, very cool. And I will say flat out that he's cooler than Jar Jar Binks. When you see him jump out, that's not a cave, you know, jumps out after the uh, Millennium Falcon. You're, Whoa, that's badass, you know. Jar Jar Binks, admittedly, he sucks. But uh, based on, you know, what he does in the movies is, uh, as Mike was pointing out, I mean, he trips, he falls, and boom, he kills a battle droid, you know, uh, all these things. He ends up destroying all these crazy things inadvertently. It's stupid. But given, you know, uh, the effect of Jar Jar Binks in movies, I'd say that, you know, he ended up tripping, falling, whatever, the Millennium Falcon will fire a missile and, like, the Exogorth will explode somehow. And uh, just one more thing here. The Exogorth is just a random creature floating in space. He's like the equivalent of like a manta ray in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. No one knows where they are. Jar Jar Binks put fucking Palpatine in power. Boom, Binks. Uh, Vote for Jar Jar Binks. Uh, Jar Jar Binks would use the Death Star. That's right. He would have it because he did put Palpatine in power. Uh, He would take the Death Star. Well, he would be on the Death Star. And uh, while they're practicing it, with it because they, they they had to practice with that laser a couple times on fucking random asteroids. Uh, they were aiming at a different asteroid. Jar Jar Binks, um, he farts because he's done that before. He farts and the guy who's aiming gets a whiff of it and he's like, oh God, fishy fart. And he accidentally hits the button. It hits the asteroid the, the Exogorth lives in for the Exogorth's parents. And uh, yeah, 
he he kills the exogorth jar jar binks for the win uh tristan I'm going to have to go with the space slug here because uh, in no way could I ever vote for anything positive for Jar Jar Binks. And <laughs> also with the space slug, I mean, he, it consumes everything. And if it doesn't consume everything, it gets away. It runs away. So if Jar Jar Binks was inside the mouth and didn't get eaten, that means he would run away from the fight, thus forfeiting the fight and losing. So I'm sorry. I'm going to have to say space slug. A vote for the space slug, but the man, the myth, the legend, my front runner, Jar Jar Binks, is moving on into the next round. We are on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is Yoda versus Midichlorians. Uh, th- this is actually is very tough because Yoda is is powered by midichlorians. Uh, so can Yoda beat the midichlorians without the midichlorians themselves? Um. Mo- with most Jedi, I would say no, because the midichlorians are are their source or their connection to the Force. But um, Yoda, in addition to having midichlorians, has a lightsaber, a very very tiny lightsaber. So I think he could just cut the own the midichlorians out of himself with his own lightsaber, uh, and then throw big giant chairs at them. A vote for Yoda, uh, Chuck. Okay, normally, Mike, I, I'm on the same page with you here, and uh, I would like to vote for Yoda. But, okay, now, Yoda is a master of the Force. The Force is caused by controlling of microscopic organisms known as the metachlorians within your cell structures, okay? So for Yoda to kill metachlorians mean he'd actually have to destroy the actual cells that his body is made up of, and therefore he would die, okay? So Yoda is a master of metachlorians, but, uh, you know, Master of the Force, which means he can control metachlorians, but ultimately he cannot destroy metachlorians because they live within the cells of each individual cell of living organisms, and he cannot destroy them individually. He cannot destroy them using the Force because the metachlorians are the Force, and therefore um, he cannot destroy them. For instance, also, uh, supposedly Anakin Skywalker was immaculately conceived by the metachlorians. Uh, you can't... Um, Stop the metachlorians. Metachlorians, even though they suck. A vote for metachlorians. Actually, he's uh, a tiny lightsaber. This this is very very easily going to Yoda. Yoda can survive without metachlorians. Metachlorians can't survive without Yoda. If Not you, true. If you take them out of Yoda's body, they die. Yoda still lives. But then he doesn't Yoda. have the force, and, and then you just step on him. Yeah, but this is Yoda versus other people without the but force. The, the metachlorians in his cells can kill him. Maybe, but they won't because Yoda's winning this fight for me. Uh, Tristan. Well, you know, this is a tough one because I choose to believe that midichlorians don't exist. So I'm just going to, going to try to imagine a world where they do exist. And where if midichlorians, like you said earlier, um, you know, midichlorians um, basically birthed Anakin Skywalker into existence. And so if he's the perfect representation of midichlorians, well, Yoda trained Obi-Wan Kenobi and Obi-Wan Kenobi sliced off arms and legs of Anakin Skywalker. So thus, using math... Yeah, but who Yoda, killed him? I'm sorry, what? I said, who killed Obi-Wan Kenobi? Yeah, but Obi-Wan... That was Obi-Wan a suicide. Kenobi, yeah, that was a suicide. He <laughs> kill him. Yeah, but he still killed him. Yeah, but that doesn't count as if, if he didn't want Actually, to die. He, he just he faded away. Yeah. But he didn't kill the Metachlorians. No, no, I'm sorry. Hands down, Yoda. Another vote for Yoda. Josh. Um... 
I, I just, I guess I just don't, I still don't understand midichlorians. Like, it's just like, it's so half-assed. It's like, no, no, the force isn't, it's, it's these little, little amoebas are the force. And, um, I don't know. It seems like Yoda could just get like subspace chemo or something like that and get it out of his system that way. So, um, I think, <laughs> I think Yoda would definitely be able to beat the midichlorians. Um, if he just went on like a like a three week treatment cycle or something like that, the midichlorians right, are just Star Wars so clap. Can't beat him like that. Uh, well, actually, no. We we just did. Yoda is moving into the next round. We are on to our next fight. Chuck, this one is yours. It is Obi Wan Kenobi versus Grand Moff Tarkin. <laughs> this this is actually a tough one. Um, hmm. Because, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi just let someone just gun him down, you know, just slice him in half. Whereas uh, Grand Moff Tarkin just didn't want to leave in his moment of triumph. But I'm going to go for Obi-Wan Kenobi, um, you know, just for the obvious reasons. First of all, he's Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, Grand Moff Tarkin, while cool, uh, is a, a short-lived character. Um, yeah, I'm just going to go with Obi-Wan and I'm, I hope he'll win and I'll elaborate later on. A vote for a vote, a vote for Obi Wan. Um, see, I, I think because Grandma Tarkin still sees the 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 silly Sith religion or the silly Force stuff. Yeah, at least that's how he appears because he's not scared of Darth Vader at all the, in the Star Wars. Yeah, he's not scared of him. He's not scared of Darth Vader at all, and he should be. And he would. And he. We all know he's fucking overconfident. He does that shit all the time. Like, no, no, no. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. <laughs> Uh, so he does, he's not scared of Darth Vader, which he should be. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi can kick Darth Vader's ass. Did it once before. Uh, yeah. Grandma of Tarkin, his overconfidence is his downfall. I'm going with uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Tristan? Well, here's the little scenario that I played in my head where if Obi-Wan Kenobi and Grandma of Tarkin were going toe-to-toe, um, Obi-Wan Kenobi would use the Force to hide himself in Grand Moff Tarkin's cheekbones. And, you know, in while he was in there, he was, he'd be able to slice off, slice off his head with the lightsaber. So I'm going to have to go with Obi-Wan Kenobi because a lightsaber is done in, like, you know, one second. But if he tries to use the, um, the Death Star, that's going to be, like, ten minutes. Another vote for Obi-Wan. Josh? Um, you know... Uh... Old Ben Kenobi used to have some moves, but I think in in the time when they would meet, I, I think Grand Moff Tarkin would be able to take him because Darth Vader is like really immobile, and he was able to beat Obi Wan, even though Obi was like, "If you strike me down, I will become more powerful than you can imagine." Grand Moff Tarkin would be like, "Guess what, bitch?" And then he'd just jaw jack him, and that'd be it. A vote for Tarkin and Mike. Uh, you know, I, I think really to to do this fight justice, you have to look at the men behind these characters. So in a fight between Peter Cushing and Alec Guinness, you'd have to give it to Alec Guinness because Alec Guinness won an Oscar and Peter Cushing didn't. So Alec Guinness could just beat the shit out of Peter Cushing with that Oscar because those things are heavy. I won an Oscar. <laughs> and... Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, moving on. We are on to our next fight. Possibly my favorite fight, period. 
It is Aunt Beru versus Greedo. And uh, it's both, uh, both of them are just horribly sad characters that are just there to die. That's their whole purpose. And not even, <laughs> not even nice deaths, like horrible deaths. Well, you know, so uh, Aunt Beru, Aunt Beru takes some of that blue milk and gives it to uh, Greedo. And uh, Greedo choke. Greedo is the is opposite Jar Jar Binks. He has super super bad luck. There's absolutely no way he can win against Aunt Beru because something will happen and he'll get tripped up and then get shot in the head or something like that. Uh, so yeah, I got to go with Aunt Beru. Uh, Tristan. Well, you kind of you kind of stole my scenario there because I was you know like there's maybe a hit out on Aunt Beru's head. He comes and visitor. You know they sit down. He says like Dishu Bushu. Baru or something, and she offers him some blue milk, and she poisoned it because she's smarter, but I guess not smart enough to outwit the stormtroopers, but I still think smart enough to outwit Greedo. And Aunt Baru gets another vote. Josh? Um, I saw the original cut. This is a pretty, pretty rare, hard-to-find thing on, on the internet, but I saw an original cut of that Greedo scene, and originally he was supposed to miss about 17 or 18 times with the laser and then pull out two lightsabers before Han shoots him. Um, so he's just like totally incompetent. Um, and Aunt Brew is, um, you know, she, she raised one of the, one of the um, last, last Jedis in captivity. So there you go. Greedo can suck it. Suck it. Another vote for Aunt Brew. Mike. Now, uh, a few days from now, uh, we will learn a lot more about poor Greedo. Um, but uh, but one thing that I do want to point out is, is everyone's talking about uh, about you know Aunt Beru and, and this this blue milk of hers. What what we forget and uh, and is pointed out in our upcoming uh, Star Wars nitpicker commentary is when Luke finds uh, Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. Their bodies are are charred nearly beyond recognition, which is something that blasters don't actually do. Every other time you see a blaster, a stormtrooper shooting anybody, they just get shot like a bullet. So the only way those bodies could be charred is if Baru and uh, Owen are just prone to spontaneous human combustion. So uh, I think that's how this fight would go down is Greedo would sit down. Brew would offer him some of this uh, milk. Maybe the milk's just gasoline. Maybe she's just drinking combustible fluids constantly, and she just bursts into flames for no reason whatsoever. So uh, it'll go to Greedo, who then will shoot himself, but he would have already won. Well, Mike, I, I don't think you're thinking about this all the way through. Um, I think what actually happened was um, Aunt Brew killed the patrol that came by, torched their bodies, and made it look like they were torched. She's out in the galaxy right now doing space coke and all that shit because she's a real party animal. Yeah, she w- she's hanging out with Elvis and Hitler. Uh, well, go ahead, Chuck. Yeah, uh, it's, it's my turn now? Yeah. Okay. Well, first of all, fuck you guys for picking Yoda over Metachlorians and then going for Aunt Beru over Greedo. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> fuck you, all right? <laughs> Bullshit. Oh, yeah, Metachlorians, Lucas, let's throw it under the bus. Well, guess what, guys? You know what? Aunt Beru fucking sucks. She's a shitty character. All she does is pour blue milk. And even if she poisoned Greedo with blue milk, you'd be like, oh, man, I'm poisoned. Let me pull up my gun and shoot her before I die. So fuck Aunt Beru, Greedo. But he would miss. <laughs> uh, yeah. Vote, 
You still shoot her because she has all that combustible material near her. A vote for Greedo, <laughs> but Aunt Baru is moving on into the next round up against Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> We're on to our next one. Uh, <laughs> Tristan, this one is yours. It is Darth Sidious, which everybody should know who that is, uh, versus Darth, oh, what is this? Cra- I don't know how this is. Crate? Wait, Crate. wait, this, this is mine? You get Which to start that one. should know who he is too, right? Uh, okay. Oh, I, I I know who Darth Sidious is. I have no idea who Darth Krayt is. Eh. Um, but I mean, crate it, <laughs> the crate dragon. That's uh, that's all that I could think of. Um, so I I think like with not knowing who Darth Krayt is, I mean, Darth Sidious, from what we know of him, was a dark lord of the Sith, and uh, you know he could he could create life and he could take it away. And uh, if this Darth Krayt is anything like a crate dragon in uh, in you know, in uh, the old Republic, then all he's going to do is just slice him open and grab the crate pearl or whatever it was from the video game. So I'm going to have to go with Sidious. A uh, vote for Sidious, Josh. Um, Darth Crate is um, he's a big mean son of a bitch who um, got exiled by Obi Wan Kenobi and then came back after Palpatine got killed and basically took over the galaxy and. Um, he uh, also fucked up Luke's son and um, some other shit. So he's pretty badass. And uh, Palpatine's kind of a weenie hut. So I'm going <laughs> with Crate. Like, he literally is just like, oh, you fucks killed him? Well, now I can take over. And then he, and then he did. So a vote for Darth Crate. Uh, Mike. Uh I have absolutely no idea who Darth Crate is, um, and and I'm assuming that that Darth Sidious would not either. Uh, I'm going to vote for Darth Crate because he would uh, slip up and uh, and kill Darth Sidious while Darth Sidious was looking Darth Crate up on Wikipedia like the rest of us before the show. <laughs> Another vote for Darth Crate, um, uh, Chuck. Oh, he's actually pronounced uh, Darth Crat because who gives a crat? Uh, but on the other hand, uh, you know, don't get me wrong. You know, there's some good EU characters and stuff like that. But I have no no idea who the fuck this guy is. Whereas, like Darth Sidious, okay, George Lucas, he's a terrible writer. He named the guy Sidious, like we're <laughs> two year olds, and you know, like you can't come up with like a more clever name. Oh, it's like Insidious, very clever, Lucas. Clap, clap, clap. But uh, you know, nevertheless, he's the emperor. Who's a badass character that dominates the original trilogy and uh, you know even the the, the prequel uh, uh, trilogy and uh, he's just such a you know a formative character in Star Wars. So uh, I'm going to go with Sidious. Unlimited power. A uh, vote for Sidious. He does not dominate the original trilogy. He's That's mentioned. What I was thinking. He's mentioned in Star Wars: A New Hope. You it's see all him the for background, se- Damon. You don't see you how he's see manipulating for, things. You see it's him a- for a half a second. In Empire Strikes Back, then you get to see him quite a bit in Return of the a Jedi. More than a half a second, dude. But you know, you know where he dominates. You know where he actually dominates in the fucking prequels. That's where Darth Sidious and the Emperor dominates. He's a major character in those movies. Uh, he's not a, a major character in the final three. Uh, and uh, fuck him, man. Dar- crippled Darth Vader was able to beat him. So if another Darth comes up who's younger and faster. I'm, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go with uh, Crate right now. And meaner, he's a real son of a bitch. A real but, son of a bitch. Are we saying that Darth like? But are we, all we know from Darth Sidious though is that 
are we saying like young Darth Sidious? Because I always think of old Darth Sidious as the Emperor. Well, so, I mean, Darth Sidious is the Emperor, and he's they, yeah, they're one and the same. Right? Oh, the no, no, I, I know they're one and the same, but I'm just saying when you hear when I hear Darth Sidious, I think of the Emperor, just younger. So when you said if a younger Darth came along, it would all depend on when they meet up. You you are absolutely correct, but even uh, but Sidious seems to plot too much. Plotting gets you. in the way of shit. Yeah, but he you. created Darth Vader, bro. Vader, Vader's a bit. No, he created bitch Vader. <laughs> Vader Your turned wife Vader. Is dead. Oh no! <laughs> I'm changing my vote. Vader. Wait, wait. You changed your vote to what? To Darth Sidious. Ah, uh, I was voting for Crater, but Sidious <laughs> is moving on through. Uh, we are on to our next fight. It's the Battle of the Apprentices. It is what is it? Ahsoka Tona. I can't remember how to say her name. Versus Star Killer from Force Unleashed. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Josh, that's yours. Um, I know these are supposed to be like real fights or whatever, like who would actually win. And it would probably Starkiller. But like, to be honest, I will never forgive the Force Unleashed for canceling the Indiana Jones game that was supposed to come out. So fuck Starkiller. He can eat shit and die. I'm voting for Clone Wars chick or dude. Uh, it's a chick. At least I hope it is. <laughs> I think it is. Yeah, if I'm rem- if I'm thinking a, of the right it's character, it's a it's yeah. a woman. Yeah, yeah. Oh, a female, voice by a female. A tranny fuck monster <laughs> from Tatooine. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, I will vote for Star Killer because girl Jedi's. That's hilarious. All right, sexism. Way to go. He's got a binder full of them. Uh, Chuck. Uh, yeah, okay. I'm gonna go with, um, Ahsoka, okay? Um, Clone Wars, I actually kind of like. It started off as kind of like a, a juvenile where cashing in on, you know, the Star Wars franchise, but it, it got a little more interesting down the line. Um, I played, you know, some Star Wars video games, but the last one that shows how old I am that I really played was maybe like, uh, Rogue Squadron or like Dark Forces for the PC, uh, so, Star Killer, uh, really, I think they kind of just dragged up a name of like the original draft or whatever of Star Wars, and then created some other character who I'm not familiar with. Whereas Ahsoka Tano, I guess, is like G or Q or whatever the hell canon, the ridiculous canon structures they came up with in Star Wars. But I kind of like Ahsoka later on; she's a cool character. So, for that reason alone, I'll vote for. A vote for Ahsoka. See, they're both. Well, they're both. Anakin Skywalker's apprentices, kind of. Actually, Ahsoka is Anakin's uh, apprentice, and then uh, Starkiller is Darth Vader's apprentice. Secret apprentice. Secret apprentice. Um, Starkiller is ridiculously powerful. (laughs) Yeah, he is OP as fuck. I know, but that's what makes him awesome. My favorite part of those games was just lifting up stormtroopers and holding them in the air for a while and holding them and then throwing a lightsaber into their chest, pulling it out, throwing it back in, throwing it out. Oh, I love doing that because stormtroopers were just there to be killed. They were fodder. It was great. Uh, Ahsoka's going to die a horrible death. I don't know when because we don't know about her in the original trilogy. The original There's no mention made of her because she dies at the hands of, I'm going to say, Starkiller. As a matter of fact, that's what the story is. He sends her out. That's how she dies. Yeah, yeah. That's, he's, my, that's my canon. Oh, is that your canon? Oh, oh yeah, I'm I'm still voting for Star Killer. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, there, Tristan. I cannot stand Ahsoka's face, her voice, or her character. 
and Starkiller, with just a flick of his wrist, would just send all of her limbs flying in different directions. Hands down, Starkiller. And Starkiller takes the win. We are on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. <laughs> it is Slave One versus Lord Nayax. Is that how you say his name? Whatever. Now, uh, Lord uh, Nayax, or Nayax, uh, if my research uh, is correct, and I, I do believe it is, he is some sort of uh, Star Wars boogeyman. He's, uh, he's kind of what they, they use to scare children and, uh, and things like that. So, uh, I, of course, I've got to give it to, to the scary mythological creature, even if he was real, because uh, he's a lot scarier than, uh, than the Slave One, which was owned by Boba Fett, who did nothing except watch his daddy die. A vote for Lord Nyax or Nyax. We don't know how to pronounce it. Chuck? Um, well, I believe that actually the, the, the pinpoint accuracy of the weapons on the Slave One would be able to destroy um, Lord Nayx's, um metachlorians, which would ne- neutralize his power, and therefore Slave One would win. There we go. Slave One gets a vote. Um, yeah, this is a, this is a hard one because it's a, it's a, it's a obviously some kind of weird Jedi monster, Sith monster, whatever it is. It's a monster that he can abducted use the children. Force. Oh, did he eat children? He abducted he them. He ate them. You're, you're saying they, that he ate them, Josh? Sure. He's yeah, he's spooky. He eats he eats kids with the force. He eats uh, he eats kids with the force. Uh, I'm sorry, slave one. I am sorry, slave one. I put you on the list, uh, but he eats babies, and <laughs> I like you, that. You got the force. You're gonna get fucking eaten, baby eaten. Yeah, uh, slave one could destroy those metachlorians. Yeah, but he still eats babies. <laughs> With the force. It doesn't matter. He still wins. Um, Tristan. Well, it would. I guess it depends on how you look at Lord Nyax, because according to my research, he could either be the deity boogeyman, or he could be this punk who took his name and then died in the rubble of the Jedi Temple. Um, oh, fuck that guy. Whichever <laughs> one eats babies is the one I'm voting for. Which, whichever eats babies? Okay, well, um, usually baby eating puts you on top. Uh, but I don't know. Once in Attack of the Clones, we found out the Slave One has possibly the coolest sounding weapons, including the bomb at the end that doesn't make a sound for a couple of seconds. And I'm just going to have to go with that kind of sound design would just blast the eardrums away from Lord Nyax, even if he's full of baby. A vote for Slave One. <laughs> it is all tied up. It comes down to you, Mr. Van Valkenburg. Um, Slave One kind of sucks. Um, like it's like goofy design is just stupid. Fucking just standing up tall in this ship. Get the fuck out of here. Boo. Nyax. 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 Lord Nyax. Lord Nyax. Takes the win. We are on to our next fight. It's the first unknown fight of the evening. Chuck, this one was, is yours. It Yo, is if they at, put anyone from Star Trek in here, I'm going to be pissed. There's no Star Trek on this at all. Okay, good. It is Admiral Piet, everybody's okay. favorite. The, the one admiral, the two, one of the two admirals people know. Versus oh, Veers, General Veers and uh, Admiral Ozzel. Ozzel, yeah, Admiral Ozzel, yeah. There you go. Versus Jarrett's pick, and at first it was the Rancor, and he was like, no, 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 not the Rancor. I gotta pick something shitty. No, he went with the Wampa. <laughs> so it's Admiral Piet versus the Wampa. <laughs> Go ahead, Chuck. Ooh, 
That's a good one. Um, damn. I really actually like Admiral Piet a lot because uh, he has kind of like this nonverbal understanding with Lord Vader, you know, like, uh, all right, Admiral Piet, you kind of understand where I'm coming from. You know, you're a smart dude. Uh, I always kind of respected him. In fact, uh, he wasn't supposed to be in Return of the Jedi, but fans like wrote all these letters asking, what's going on with Piet? So they put him in. So I've always liked him. But I mean, you can't fucking beat the Wampa. So, oh man, so great. I'm just going with the Wampa. I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. I can elaborate next round. A vote for the Wampa. Uh, yeah, it's a fucking Wampa. Piet is Piet. A dude versus a Wampa. A dude with a blaster and no force powers whatsoever versus a Wampa. Even Luke barely got out of there and he cut off the thing's arm. That thing was still going. It was like, oh, you cut my arm off. But I, I'm, I'm voting for the Wampa. The Wampa's the shit. Uh, Tristan. Oh, I don't know, man. I, I you know, I, I, I love an underdog and I, I love this. Uh, I, I love Admiral Piet. And I think he showed that he has pretty good diving skills. And if it was the Wampa with one arm, I think he'd be able to dive out of the way and, uh, and just kind of just basically tuck and roll and get away like Luke. But I don't know, man. I, as much as I like Admiral Piet, I think the Wampa, even with one arm, would just rip his face open. If it's a Wampa, you're a wantin'. Uh, Josh? Um, I like to say Wampa underscore Stompa. Admiral Piat. So, yeah. Wampa. Uh, vote for the Wampa. Mike, is it a clean sweep? Uh, Piet is an admiral because he's in command of a Star Destroyer. Uh, actually, I think he's in command of the Executor, is he not? Um, I think a Star Destroyer uh, beats basically a, a big white monkey. So it is not a clean sweep. <laughs> oh, man. I just read that Piat's actually dead. I didn't know that. A vote for Admiral Piat. But the Wampa is moving on, and we are on to our next fight. It is... Salacious Crumb versus Darth Plagueis. Isn't that how you say his name? Plagueis. Plagueis. Which is, if I'm not mistaken, Palpatine's mentor, right? Isn't that he's the guy? Actually the, he's actually the guy that like created Anakin, like supposedly. Right. He's the, the guy that put the plan in motion. Like, well, I, th- I thought he just he taught Palpatine how to create life, and that and Palpatine created Anakin. Yeah. Well, no. Uh, I mean. You might be right. I don't fucking know with all this EU <laughs> bullshit, but uh, one of them fucking created him. Who cares? That's true. You're absolutely right. Who cares? Yeah, because... Spend another 20, 30 bucks on the novel. You can find out. <laughs> How do you feel about maxi-chlorians? Uh, anyway, I am voting for Salacious Crumb because he's the shit. They're not, uh, absor- they don't absorb as well. Uh, anything that Darth Plagueis would throw at him, he would just move quickly out of the way and then laugh and then move some more. <laughs> That creepy laugh he's got. I love the shit out of... And then when uh, Plagueis got tired, uh, Salacious Crumb would run up on his face and start eating his eyeballs because that's what how that motherfucker rolls. So I'm going Salacious Crumb. Uh, Tristan? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm going to have... I agree with you completely. I mean, I think he was the coolest character in Return of the Jedi that got introduced in Return of the Jedi. And um, anything just to hear that laugh, you know, uh, multiple times and probably he probably killed Darth Plagueis in his sleep and I think I read somewhere that he did and so yeah Salacious Crumb all the way uh, another vote for Salacious Crumb Josh um Salacious Crumb is a pretty cool guy he's like Jabba 
Bongo. What the hell does that mean? It means Jabba bargains. But what are you voting for? Uh, he bargains for Darth Plagueis to give okay. him some maxi-chlorians for the win. So you're voting for Darth Plagueis? And the maxi-chlorians. All right. A vote for Plagueis. I'll take what you're smoking, bro. <laughs> a mic? Uh, everyone is is forgetting something here. I mean, we're talking about, uh, you know, the midichlorians and Darth Plagueis or Darth Sidious creating this immaculate conception. When we all know the truth, that's just a story that Anakin's mom told to cover up the fact that she was a whore. The reason she didn't know who Anakin's uh, father was because she had pretty much banged everyone on Tatooine. So, so are you saying no, it's Salacious Crumb? Yes, Salacious Crumb is actually Wado his father. Is the father? Um, okay. So yeah, Darth Plagueis. Oh, he's just bullshit. He 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 came up with plans, but it didn't really matter. He just he just uh, roped this whore on Tatooine into into this plan, and then got killed by his own fucking apprentice. Uh, Salacious Crumb. Uh, everyone. I mean, you've mentioned the laugh. That that's a crazy maniacal laugh, and he clearly has the ability to dodge anything thrown at him. So like Damon said, he would just keep laughing and keep dodging. And eventually uh, Darth Plagueis would get so sick of that crazy laughter. He would just cut his own head off with his lightsaber. So salacious crumb all the way. A vote for salacious crumb and Chuck. <laughs> I got to go with salacious crumb. I've always loved salacious crumb. I even know, you know, I even like me and my brother who would watch star Wars a billion times, I'd always like, hey, if you watch very closely, there's this one scene where they unnecessarily cut to Salacious Crumb, and, she just, and uh, he just goes, Bleh! it's completely unnecessary, doesn't contribute to the film, but for some reason, I love it, and Salacious Crumb is the man. And, you know, Darth Plagueis, you know, he's cool or whatever, but he's only kind of referred to indirectly, and basically, he did all the shit, and then Palpatine just kills him. He may as well be Palpatine's character. Salacious Crumb is just kind of like a cool, fun extended character, one of those extra guys that you'd buy, you know, as a figure, as a kid and be really like, oh man, this is cool. I got Salacious Crumb. So, Crumb? Salacious Crumb takes the win. We are on to our next fight. Uh, Tristan, this one is yours. It is Bosk versus Captain Patanka. Isn't that how you say his name? Panaka. Panaka, whatever. <laughs> I have always hated Captain Panaka. I thought it was a crappy character, a crappy actor for the character. Um, I didn't. I don't even actually remember him hitting anything in Phantom Menace. And just the menacing look of Bosk, I think, would send Captain Panaka running to the hills of Naboo. So Bosk. A vote for Bosk. Josh. Bosk. <laughs> okay, Mike. Uh, as we learn, uh, I believe wasn't wasn't he? Oh no, that was at Dengar. Uh, either way, uh, Bosk uh, means devours his prey in uh, in the Dosh language, and I think he would uh, just devour uh, Captain whatever his name is. Another vote for Bosk. Uh, Chuck? Hey, uh, is uh, Bosk the guy that they tell him no disintegrations? Uh, he says that to uh, Boba Fett. Oh, Boba Fett. Okay, all right. Well, no, well, he, Vader just says no disintegrations. Oh, okay. I guess, yeah. Okay, all right. He's a lizard man. 
Okay, well, first of all, Bosk is awesome because, uh, first of all, you know, when you were a kid and you see Star Wars and the prequels weren't out yet, uh, Star Wars is cool, Empire Strikes Back comes out, he's talking to all these bounty hunters, bounty hunters are just so cool. Bosk was just such a cool-looking um, bounty hunter, like this dinosaur-looking dude. And Captain Panaka, I didn't hate Captain Panaka, I'm not going to hate on him, but I wasn't a big fan of him. And uh, he was kind of presented like, oh, Captain Panaka, he's an important character. And uh, get this, all right? The actor who played Captain Panaka made like this big stink and wanted all this like pay increase to be in episode two. So instead, Lucas was just like, wow, man, 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 fuck you, I'll get another guy. So all they did, they get another black dude that looked kind of like him and had an eye patch and they claimed he was his son. And then he was just like killed a little further on and no one really gave a shit about him. So uh, more bad writing from Lucas, where it's just like a brief glimpse of Bosk is so much more intriguing. Bosk. <laughs> a vote for Bosk. Uh, I, I'm going to make it a clean sweep and vote for Bosk because I am not voting for uh, Captain Pancaka or whatever his name is. Uh, AKA, AKA George Lucas's apology to black people because of <laughs> oh, <laughs> Orlando yeah, Calrissian. Wow. Well, Orlando Calrissian is a traitor. Through and through. Rules. No, he's a traitor. He, he he betrays uh, uh, Han Solo, then he betrays the Empire, and then he's back with Han Solo again. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy in the ass. But this is the guy that they used to replace him. Like, hey man, we've got another black guy in the universe, and he's super cool. Fuck that guy. This guy gets taken down easily by Bosk. Bosk just shoots him in the head. From yeah, like, he couldn't even betray his own people. Fuck you. <laughs> Bosk is moving on. We are on to our next fight. Uh, Josh, this one is yours. It is Dash Rindar versus Leia. Okay, so in a straight up fight, Dash Rendar would fucking kill Leia. He's 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 so good. Let me tell you about him. He can he can shoot nuts off of your table without scorching the finish. Uh Lando said that. No one else he can do. He can put his his nuts on your eyeballs. <laughs> no, that's not true. He can't do that. He's, it's um. Let's just say that he's a, he's a cool dude with an attitude. And Princess Leia totally tongue kissed her brother. A vote for Dash <laughs> Rendar. Um, Mike, uh, I I am gonna vote for uh, for Leia because. <laughs> Uh, she has proven that all of the uh, all of the scoundrels uh, have the hots for her. So uh, so Dash Rendar would just uh, get all get all worked up and uh, and then pissed off when she tongue kissed her brother. No way, he's totally gay with his robot. <laughs> oh, for Princess Leia, Chuck. <laughs> Uh, okay, um, I actually really like Dash Rendar. I even mentioned earlier I played Dark Forces, which was kind of like a uh, LucasArts version of Doom, but with Star Wars, which made it so cool when I was a kid. Um, but my problem is that Dash Rendar is basically like, all right, you know, we can't use Han Solo again, so let's just basically duplicate Han Solo and give him like a ship that looks similar to the Millennium Falcon. And he'll be kind of like a, a Han Solo-esque type character. In other words, he's a derivative character of Han Solo, okay? Now, uh, Leia, I'm not going to say that she's the first kind of like um, empowered female sci-fi character, but I will say that she's one of the first or one of the early 
mainstream pop culture, you know, strong female sci-fi characters. In other words, um, even in the first movie, you know, like, oh, it looks like just kind of like this damsel in distress. Boom, she busts out this huge, gigantic, you know, laser gun and it's like gunning down stormtroopers. Uh, and, and throughout the rest of the Star Wars movies, she's always like a woman that can kind of hold her own, if not be a leader or, or even kind of like, uh, uh, you know, dominate uh, uh, her opponents. Uh, so for, for those reasons, among many others, I, I think Leia is just a really cool character, and that's why she wins. A vote for Princess Leia. Princess Leia thinks with her pussy, and, that, and that's what she does for the vast majority of Star Wars. And uh, Dash Rendar is a dashing fucking swashbuckling motherfucker who comes in swashbuckling with his big fucking dick and his robot and like, hey, bitch, you want some of this? And she's like, oh, yeah, but I kind of want to save Han Solo, but you're pretty good, too. And he'd be like, all right, baby. And then he'd shoot her in the back of the head while he's fucking her. So, um... Yeah. What? <laughs> Dash Rendar. That's it is, the EU, baby. It is all tied up. Of course, that's flawless logic there, Damon. It's all tied up. It comes down to you, Tristan. Which one takes the win? Jeez, I, I don't know how I'm going to follow that. Um, <laughs> I, uh... Well, I, I'd have you to just say wanted I mean, to tie it up. <laughs> Fuck no, uh, I don't want Leia to win. No, nah, I'd say I say Dash to me. He's got a cool ship, and um, I mean, if it was a if it's a physical battle, I mean, Leia, her one of her most epic moments was getting hit in the back with the stun setting, and so after I she dropped the stormtrooper with one shot. After she dropped the stormtrooper at one shot, but that was one stormtrooper. This is Dash Rendar who can jump and shoot really, really well at the same time. And so I'm just going to have to go with Dash. And Dash Rendar is moving on to the next round. He does have an action figure. We are on to our next fight. Uh, Mike, this one is yours. It is Baron in Papanoidia versus Abeloth, which I have no idea what that is. Uh, In this one, I actually uh, did not bother looking up uh, Abeloth because it is clearly Baron and Papanoida because Baron and Papanoida is in fact George Lucas who is the creator of Star Wars and uh, you want to talk a high midichlorian count he just got uh, a midichlorian count of 4 billion midichlorians from Disney so uh, I think that's pretty much going to take it uh, vote for Baron Papanoida Chuck uh, okay, all right. I was originally going to vote for Papanoida because I was going to say, I don't know who the fuck Albanoth is, but I've heard of Papanoida. But now that I know that it was that dumbass, like, blue-faced character that Lucas just, like, threw himself in in his shitty-ass prequels, I'm voting against him. A vote for Abeloth. All right. Um, yeah, George Lucas gave away all four billion of his, uh, what do you call that? Uh, no, not all, only half. Okay, two billion. But I, I respect that. But this is Papanoida we're talking about, not Lucas. No, no, it's it's partially Lucas that we're talking about too, uh, because the character dies in the Clone Wars. Uh, what is the TV show? Uh, yeah, that's right. Motherfucker pops Good. back that's up. That's a metaphor, bro. <laughs> for him dying, I don't, I don't know. Not, not for his downfall. I don't remember what it, what the Abeloth is. I did look it up, but I don't remember. I just know that the other one is George Lucas, and. Uh, he raped my childhood, so I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for George Lucas. <laughs> Tristan, uh, I'm like you guys. I don't know what the Abeloth is, but the Baron is George Lucas in blue face. Okay, your argument is invalid. So Baron. 
Okay. <laughs> You're for the Baron. Yeah, it's like that sunscreen they put on in RoboCup. <laughs> All right, Josh. It, it's you. All right. So basically, the Abeloth is like fucking a dark and ancient power like uh, Cthulhu meets uh, Poltergeist. Um, I trust you on that one, bro. So it's like big and scary and eternal and ancient and um, George Lucas is none of those things. So I'd have to go with the Abeloth. George Lucas uh, is all of those things. And more. Uh, a vote for the Abeloth, but Papanoidia is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Chuck, this one is yours. It is Darth Maul versus Darth Sion. Hmm. Okay, let's see here. Um, well, I believe I came up with uh, uh, Darth Maul right after I was coming up with my mini-series about the uh, Tuskegee Airmen. Um, well, anyway, Darth Maul is uh, really badass. Who the hell is Darth Sion? He's from the second Knights of the Old Republic video game. Okay, he loses. <laughs> uh, vote for Darth Maul. Yeah, Darth Maul. Darth Maul is so badass that he comes back into the Clone Wars cartoon, which I have not seen. I've only seen commercials for it, and it looks horrible. But he comes back with spider legs and no, no lower half to continue to fight these people. <laughs> what? Yeah, they brought him uh, back. I, I wanted to see that. I didn't know he comes back with fucking spider legs. Yeah, he's got like four or five like, yeah, like robot, robot legs. spider legs. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Oh my uh, god. That's, he's a, the that's character actually kind of cool. He's a character from Wild Wild West. Uh, that, that horrible racist yes. character. Yes, uh, <laughs> Kenneth Branagh's character yes. in Wild Wild West. That's exactly what he is. And Darth Maul is the shit. He takes on two very powerful Jedi. One, granted, was a Padawan at the time, but he fights them both to almost a standstill, and he takes out a Jedi Master on the fucking Jedi Council, one-on-one. Like, that's how powerful Darth Maul is, and, you know, Obi-Wan gets a little angry, uses a little bit of the dark side of the Force, and takes him out. Uh, But in this fight, I I don't remember Scion, I do remember Maul, and uh, I'm going to go with Maul. Uh, Kristen? Um, I didn't nominate... Scion, but I'm glad he's on here because Darth Scion, he's like was destroyed like long ago, and he's he's actually like like a thousand pieces. Uh, his body has been ripped to shred into a thousand pieces, and by the sheer force of will, he holds himself together. And as even though Darth Maul is like one of the baddest ass Darths I've ever seen, um, he can't even hold himself together in two pieces. So I'm gonna have to go with Darth Scion. Ooh, a vote for Scion. Josh? 100% agree as to why he should be on here. He's basically been eviscerated and destroyed, and his just hatred and power is so great that he can just fucking reform and and just uses his darkness and evilness to continue killing um, and all that shit. He's, he's like, um, pretty good. All right. A vote for Scion. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Mike. Which one takes the win? I have absolutely no idea who Darth Scion is, uh, but I'm voting for him because Darth Maul is an idiot. Uh, He could have killed two Jedi because when Obi-Wan was hanging uh, to kind of fall to his death, 
instead of just chopping his fingers off, he played his little sparks game and gave Obi-Wan the chance to jump up and kill and cut him in half with his own fucking lightsaber, at least half of it. So he's overconfident. Uh, he's basically just cruising on some fucking facial tattoos and horns. Yeah, I get it. You look like a devil. Big fucking deal. Uh, Darth Sion. Darth Sion moving into the next round. We are on to our next fight. It is Wedge Antilles versus the Great Heap, which was a droid special and not even the name of the character that appears in the droid special. <laughs> it is just the droid special versus Wedge Antilles, the only person to survive both Death Star runs. Yes, he, he's the only one. Well, no, Luke survives. Luke is fighting on the Death Star at the time. Well, uh, Lando Calrissian survives. Lando isn't in the first one. Wedge Antilles uh, takes his X-Wing and uh, fires at the DVD. Well, no, probably just a cassette tape. Fires at the cassette tape or the TV that it's playing on. Wedge Antilles takes the win. Uh, Tristan. That's, that is my exact argument. That is exactly what I had in my head. Is the only guy who has survived both, uh, you know, Death Star attacks. And, I mean, you're right. What is, what is an X-Wing versus a VHS? It's nothing. It's nothing. Wedge and Tilly. Uh, another vote for Wedge. Josh. Um, I would have to go with Wedge. Um, mainly uh, because um, he's a he's pretty good pilot. And uh, and um, he's he's had a lot of fun adventures in the Rogue Squadron. So a uh, vote for Wedge Antilles, uh, Mike. Uh, you 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 guys are forgetting. Not only did he survive two Death Star battles, he survived uh, the AT-AT attack on the Rebel base on Hoth. Uh, pretty much, he survives anything you throw at him. And uh, and actually, the the Great Heap would would not be a VHS because, uh, you know, let's face it, VHS is, is gone. Uh, nowadays, it would be a torrent. So Wedge <laughs> would just uh, turn it into the MPAA, and, uh, and whoever is downloading it would uh, be fined $250,000 and go to jail. All right, another vote for Wedge Antilles. And Chuck, is it a clean sweep? Um, yeah, I'm going with Antilles, um, you know, great heap. Uh, one thing I got to say, Mike, is that, um, <clears throat> droids is one of those things when you're a kid, you heard about and you wish you could have seen, but it's not like an era of torrents where you could just download and realize how terrible like Ewoks and droids was. Whereas Wedge Antilles is just like a fleeting glance, uh, you know, glimpse. It's like, uh, wherever he is, you know, the rebels are winning. I love Wedge. Boom. A vote for Wedge Antilles. Um, you know what? If you were the right age when it was on, fucking droids and Ewoks was the shit. So fuck you, Charles. Yeah, if you were young enough not to be dumb enough to think it was good. I, no, I was young enough to be dumb enough to think it was good. And it was great. Uh, but Wedge Antilles is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Tristan, this one is yours. It is General Grievous versus Jackson. Well, I did a little Wikipedia research on Jackson, and I couldn't find anything that really grabbed me, that interested me with the character. And General Grievous, I mean, I guess it depends on which General Grievous you're talking about. Because if you look at the animated Clone Wars special from the micro series, General Grievous was a badass, practically godlike. And But then when you go to Revenge of the Sith, he's a punk who just coughs a lot. But I still don't know anything about Jackson, so I'm going to have to go with General Grievous. 
a vote for Grievous. Josh. Uh, Jack's son, or Jack's off, as I like to call him, um, is pretty cool bunny man. And he hung out with Han Solo a couple times. And um, he's... Um, He's he's like a battle toad almost in his anthropomorphic power, um, so he's pretty sweet. And uh, General uh, General Grievous is not sweet at all, so I would go with Jackson. A uh, vote for Jackson, uh, Mike. Uh, Jackson is a six foot tall green greenish bunny. Yeah. Uh, he was created uh, in the Star Wars comic book by uh, Roy Thomas specifically to be Bugs Bunny. So he is the Bugs Bunny of the Star Wars universe. And if you've seen a Bugs Bunny cartoon, you know Bugs Bunny is damn near undefeatable. So uh, I will vote <laughs> for Jackson. I'll vote for Jackson. Chuck. <clears throat> okay. Initially, I was going to vote against Jackson just because I didn't know who the hell he was. But um, Mike just reminded me of him, and I'll never forget those terrible Marvel comics from like the late 70s that just sucked. But you read them anyway. Why? Well, it's more Star Wars. Uh, now that you pinpointed that's the fucking rabbit from like those comic books, I'm definitely voting against. What a terrible character. Oh, yeah, we're in space, and here's a rabbit. Boo! Green rabbit. What? Yeah. Oh, oh, he's a green rabbit. It's so creative. Hey, he ain't no rodent. He ain't. Yeah, he's just a shitty character. At least General Grievous, you had like false hope that, oh, maybe they pieced Darth Maul together or something like that. Sure, you know, he was kind of stupid with like the coughing and then he was just killed by like Obi-Wan just like shooting him with a gun. That was disappointing. But like Jackson, really, like we put Bugs Bunny into Star Wars, a green Bugs Bunny. He just goes up to General on. Grievous and goes, Wabbit season, and it's over. And yeah. then he kicks him right in the dick. Oh, yeah, right that's right. robot I, I like dick. to keep my Looney Tunes separate from Star Wars. You know why? Because Looney Tunes is funny and Star Wars is serious. Fuck Jackson, Grievous. It is you have never seen the holiday up. special, sir. <laughs> it's all tied up. It comes down to me. I get oh, I've seen it way too many times. Um, you get to talk about Grievous a little bit more. Uh, the reason Grievous is coughing is from the, those that first Clone Wars cartoon. I think is it because it's, he smokes. No, it's because I think Mace Windu like crushed his his throat. He, he force crushed his rib cage. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, whatever it is, it was Mace Windu being badass and uh, Mace Windu gave him some uh, some Marlboro Reds. <laughs> but General Grievous is a cyborg. That wields four lightsabers and four fucking arms. And he has robot <laughs> legs. Boom, goddammit. Jackson has two dynamite. rabbit's feet, which provide him uh, midichlorian-based luck. No, no, no. <laughs> rabbit's feet are, are lucky to everybody but the rabbit because they're off the rabbit. <laughs> I'm voting for General Grievous. Grievous moves on. We're at the last fight of the first round. Josh, this one is yours. It is Bib Fortuna versus... Karen's pick. It was going to be Alan's pick, and Alan kept going. It's got to be Mickey Mouse, and he never gave me another pick because you know Star Wars is a part of Disney now. Uh, and I was like, it, it, it can't be Mickey Mouse. So I went to, I went to Karen, and Karen came up with everybody's favorite. Hallelujah! Yup, no, Wicked Wish Trail or whatever you 
say his fucking name. It is Bib Fortuna versus Wicked, the Ewok. Um, Bib Fortuna, um, pretty good character, but uh, singing Ewoks, best character. In a fight, I think the Ewok would totally bite off Bib's man parts and then choke him to death with him. A vote for Wicked. Mike? Uh, I am voting for Mickey Mouse. That's nice. Uh, Chuck? Oh, um, I'm going to go with Bib Fortuna because the Ewoks suck. A vote for Bib. Um, Stop clicking that mouse. Clicking what mouse? Oh, wait. I, I'm looking I'm looking at the TV right now. And this will probably get cut out of the episode, but they are... It's uh, like Obama's going to win. They are projecting Obama just won. So right. we're doing this Ma- on election night, if, if this makes it into the episode. Right. But I'm not cutting this out. You're not cutting it out? You're not cutting out this fabulous magical moment? But um, Ewoks eat people. <laughs> they, they do it over and over again in Jedi. They are eating stormtroopers. They are enjoying stormtrooper food. And everybody knows that Bib Fortuna is a fucking bitch, a weak-minded bitch, who gets force-pushed by anybody he wants. Anybody that wants to force-push that motherfucker, he's force-pushed. And then like, oh, shit, I fucked up with Jabba. Um, yeah, Wicked would, would jump on his face, start stabbing him with that spear that he's got, and then he would start chewing off his face, and then he would cut him apart and then cook him up and eat him. I'm going Bib Fortuna. Uh, Tristan? I really like Bib Fortuna as a character, and uh, I love the lines that he has, even though they're in you know, an alien language that we can't understand. And I always thought a Twi'lek would be like a really good fighter because they could just flip their heads around and knock out like six, six people at once. But Wicket helped take down the Empire, so I'm going to have to go with Wicket. And Wicket is the winner. And, uh, well, that's the end of the first round, and we'll be back right after these short messages and a bunch of masturbation. Today, I am proud to announce the Walt Disney Company is acquiring Lucasfilm the global entertainment company founded by George Lucas and the home of the legendary Star Wars franchise. In addition to getting the rights to one of the greatest family franchises and epic stories of all time, Disney is also acquiring all of Lucasfilm's operating businesses, including Industrial Light and Magic and Skywalker Sound. George Lucas is a true visionary and an innovative epic storyteller who has defined modern filmmaking with unforgettable characters and amazing stories. The Star Wars universe now has more than 17,000 characters inhabiting several thousand planets and spanning 20,000 years. And this gives Disney infinite inspiration and opportunities to continue the epic Star Wars saga. Fans can expect a new feature film, Star Wars Episode Seven in theaters worldwide in 2015. And there will be more feature films, as well as consumer products, television projects, games, and theme park attractions. We're thrilled that George has entrusted the future of his extraordinary legacy to the Walt Disney Company and recognize what an honor it is. We truly understand the responsibility that comes with being the caretakers of such iconic characters that are beloved by hundreds of millions all over the world. Disney has a unique ability to grow strong brands and expand fantastic creative content, as we've proven with our successful acquisitions of both Pixar and Marvel. And the addition of Lucasfilm 
will further our growth strategy and create even more opportunity for Disney to drive significant long-term value for our shareholders. I've been a big fan of Disney all my life, uh, you know, from when I was born, uh, first day at Disneyland, uh, loved Disney movies, uh, got very involved with Disney um, in the uh, 80s and uh, working in the parks, uh, and I've always had a fondness for Disney. Um, at the same time, uh, as I've gone through my career, I realized at some point I needed to retire, and I wanted to go on and do other things, uh, things in philanthropy and doing more experimental kind of films, but I couldn't really drag my company into that, and uh, I felt it was time for me to uh, start thinking about retiring, and I've been doing that for the last uh, four years. Uh, and one of the most important uh, shifts that I had was I found Kathy Kennedy, who I'd been working with for 40 years, uh, and asked her if she wanted to come and be a co-chairman with me and get ready to take over the company and take over the franchise and do everything. And once that piece was in place, I knew then I could step away and actually retire. Uh, the final block in that would, was to um, find a good, solid home for the company. And um, the first place I thought was uh, Disney. Um, they're large enough, and the match of what our two companies are is just perfect because we're like a mini Disney. We have the same kind of operations. We do the same kind of thing. And I've worked with Disney over the years, and I know how they operate. So it was a perfect match of two companies that are uh, constructed similarly, do the same kind of product. And um, I think uh, we'll, you know, it'll give me a chance to go off and explore my own interests at the same time, feel completely confident that Disney, uh, you know, will take good care of the franchise I've built. And um, at the same time, you know, for me, I look at it as uh, uh, I'm investing in Disney because that's my retirement fund. The future Star Wars films... Uh, Kathy and I have been working on future Star Wars films, and uh, the main reason I brought Kathy on is rather than quit, I wanted to have it move forward, but I needed somebody I trusted who could take that franchise and make it work the way I intended it to. So once Kathy came on board, we started working with writers and started working uh, on all the processes of doing the films. Um, so we've you know got a plan for... Uh, seven, eight, and nine, which are the, is the, the end of the trilogy, and um, other films also. So uh, we have a, you know, a large uh, uh, group of ideas and characters and books and all kinds of things. We could go on making Star Wars for the next hundred years. are just around the corner and why don't you help your friends and family know what to get you for Christmas. Go on over to justadashgeek.com. We have up our 2012 holiday gift guide for geeks. We have everything from a Doctor Who geek to a Star Trek geek. 
don't see what you want on our many, many lists? That's okay. We have the comments open. Just leave a comment of what you want and your friends and family will see it. Make sure to email Twitter and Facebook all of your friends and family the 2012 Holiday Gift Guide for Geeks at justadashofgeek.com because we're a cup full of crazy with just a dash of geek. Thus, I stay spaceborne. It's a fucking shithole. Fucking shithole. This is Manuel from Needles and Threads Tattoo in Norco, California, and you're listening to Geek Fights. Why don't we continue on with this show? <laughs> I don't know. You're the moderator. I'm not the moderator. You're the moderator. And we're right, back. The- oh, fucking, fucking shithole. Son of a bitch. And we're back doing what we do every single week. <laughs> Coming at you with your Forum B trademark geek cred. And we're going to start out with you, Mr. Van Valkenburg. What is your geek cred, sir? My geek cred is my street cred. If you get my face at a convention, I'll put your ass in the torture rack. See, there we there we go. See, that's why I let him go first. And we're going to we're going to you uh, Tristan. It's your first time on the show, but if you follow you on Twitter at that insane Robin, right? Isn't that the name at that insane Robin? Oh, uh, follow me on Twitter too. Edit well, that in. Well, uh, we'll edit that in later. But it, it is. What, what, yes. What's your what, what's yeah. yours, Josh? Wait, you, let, let me get Josh's because he's gonna whine and talk and stuff. All right. J V V right? J Van Valkenburg slash Twitter. Okay, thank you. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn. Thanks, LinkedIn. Anyway, let's go to you, Tristan. Your first time on the show. You've got at least one crazy person on here with you. What is your geek cred, sir? Well, you can find me on Twitter at the insane Robin, and uh, that's pretty much the best way to get a hold of me. And just started a new podcast called To the Journey with two other people, where we talk about uh, pretty much anything Star Trek, but mostly Star Trek Voyager, the underdog of all of Star Trek. Also known as the worst of all Star Trek. Oh, that's what we're trying to enlighten uh, some people. I respect that, man. I like that. Yeah, thank you. And and you you do all kinds of Star Trek trivia, or sorry, trivia and questions all day long on Twitter. So well, not a well, we um, yeah, I do I do a thing called the Star Trek question of the day, uh, about ten thirty a.m. Central, but I retweet and respond all throughout the day. Yeah, but the question is asked usually in the morning. And uh, that's become pretty popular, and that's pretty much all that people talk to me about. And so that's why I'm really excited to be on this podcast to talk about something other than than Star Trek all day. <laughs> Rock and roll, and the granddaddy of them all, the Charles, uh, illustrious, um, Farva Bean Farrell, the third. Thank you, Esquire. Okay. Yeah, that's why I'm here. Ah, you know, I've elaborated, uh, you know, this geek red, that geek red. Uh, I like a lot of, you know, I basically like everything except country music and getting kicked in the nuts. Um, but I'm a big comic book fan. Um, I, uh, you know, I collect a lot of, you know, I'm a fan of poetry, music, art. You know, I, you know, I can go on and on, but... Um, uh, in terms of hardcore geek cred, I really like uh, Star Wars and Star Trek. Uh, so um, I've seen all 726 episodes, all every uh, feature-length films of Star Trek. Uh, 
I know backwards and forwards. I like Star Wars, but Trek is really my my uh, my true passion. But uh, yeah, I, I like so many things. Uh, you know, uh, I'm gonna spare you the half an hour rant. Donka Shane, let's get back to well, an hour rant talking about this crap. <laughs> Mike, we're into our next fight. This one is yours. It is Jar Jar Binks versus Yoda. Hmm, uh, I. I'm not going to go with the Jar Jar luck this time around. Uh, I'm going to go with Yoda uh, because, uh, you know, Yoda was able to beat Minichlorians last time. So he must have some, some of his own luck. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, I think in the end, it's just going to come down to three words, big round chairs. That's, that's like Yoda's real secret weapon. Fuck the lightsaber. You know, that, that was his secondary weapon at the Jedi Academy. He was mainly trained in throwing big round chairs at people, and he does it very well. And he would crush Jar Jar with his big round chairs. Uh, vote for Yoda. Uh, Chuck. Um, ooh, I'm sorry, I got a little distracted here. It's a Yoda and uh, Jar Jar Binks. That is correct. Hmm. Okay. Um... Okay, I'm going to go with Yoda. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm going to go with Jar Jar Binks because in episode three, Yoda, using all of his force powers, couldn't defeat Palpatine. Whereas uh, Jar Jar Binks could, like, destroy a whole entire droid army by tripping over something. <laughs> uh, vote for Jar Jar Binks. This is a very difficult fight. Um, Yoda is one of my favorites. I, I really do love the shit out of Yoda. But I love how much people hate Jar Jar Binks and how insane they get for us having Jar Jar Binks carry on. And Jar Jar Binks has insane luck. Uh, and he's the most prominent figure in all of Star Wars. Well, at least for me. And um, he's actually the reason why the Empire takes over. Uh, if you're a fan of the Empire, you've got to be a fan of Jar Jar Binks. I said it a hundred times at Detroit Fanfare two years ago. Uh, Jar Jar Binks let, let, let's see. And Yoda's kind of a bitch at the end. He's like, oh, let me go hide and like go away because there's no way I can win this fight. You're a fucking Jedi master. As a matter of fact, episode three, even with the exception of the throwing the, the chairs, episode three downgrades all Jedis to weak bitches because Jedi shouldn't be that weak. And if they are True. that weak, Jar Jar Binks can easily take out Yoda. So I'm going to go with Jar Jar Binks. Tristan? Ah, I can't believe you just said that, but... uh. I I I love Yoda. Uh, he was one of my favorite characters all th through throughout the five movies he was in, and I um, I mean, like w when I saw Phantom Menace, I didn't have the extreme hate for Jar Jar that everybody else did. I was just like, okay, that happened. It was a blemish, but it happened. But in a in a physical fight, even if Jar Jar had extreme luck, which he does, in a physical fight, Yoda would just slice him up. Like a like a turkey, because I mean, when I saw Attack of the Clones in the theaters, as shitty as that movie was, when he walked in on his cane towards that final fight, the anticipation was palpable in the audience. And I'm sorry, but he would just destroy Jar Jar. He would throw his lightsaber in his chest, jump up on him, pull the fucking lightsaber out like he did with that clone trooper. Absolutely, all that right. is what I envision. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Mr. Van Valkenburg. Which one takes the win? Um, to me, 
Jar Jar Banks is the most racist character ever created. And um I um Yoda, let's say it. All right. Yoda takes the win. Jar Jar Binks goes down. But he's not out. He, he'll come back. He will rise again. Yoda is moving on. We're on to our next fight. Uh-oh. If you strike Jar Jar down, he'll return more powerful than you can ever imagine. Exactly. Robot Chicken showed us what exactly that would look like. Yeah, which is just the annoying him. Anyway, uh, Chuck, this fight is yours. It is Obi-Wan Kenobi versus Aunt Baru. Okay, I'd just like to take this opportunity to vote for Obi-Wan Kenobi in commemoration of the fact that Colorado just made weed legal in their state. Wow, that's kind of amazing. A vote for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, I've got to go for Aunt Baru and uh, her horrible VD. Because what she does is she, she fucked Obi-Wan Kenobi and gave him syphilis. And that's why he drops his lightsaber at the last second. And, and becomes more powerful than you could possibly imagine because his brain was rattled with the syphilis that he got from fucking Aunt Beru. So I'm going to go with Aunt Beru. She wins with her vagina. Uh, Tristan. Wow. <laughs> every, every woman that's on this list has something vaginal related with your, with your answers. It kind of makes me wonder. I, uh, um, I'd have to go with Obi-Wan. Even though she has the poison milk, Obi-Wan would sense it. And I mean, just... Strike her down. Just how it is. Obi-Wan. Uh, vote for Obi-Wan. Uh, Josh. Um, again, I still think that Aunt Beru lived after killing the uh, um, killing those troopers and faking her own death. And I think that um, she was also on, on the ship and she killed Obi-Wan um, before Darth Vader could. She was hiding in the shadows. And she basically atomized him um, with her own powers, her strange and mystical Aunt Beru powers. Um, that's why Darth Vader was slightly puzzled about the whole Force Ghost thing, even though he was a, a fucking Jedi. A vote? Yeah, you're right. He like his his uh, the master above. Like, wow, he really should have known that. But um, yeah, he was like, I don't understand. What the <laughs> fuck just happened? You're right. A vote for Aunt Beru. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Mr. Ortiz. Which one takes the win? You know, Damon, your your syphilis theory actually explains quite a bit. Uh, you know, for for a, for a long time, at least uh, since the end of Revenge of the Sith, I've, I've wondered why Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, goes to Tatooine a young strapping Ewan McGregor looking man. And, and in less than 20 years, he's kind of a shriveled up old man, uh, living out in the desert. And yeah, desert living is kind of hard, but it doesn't seem to have done such a bad job on, on Baru or Luke or any of them. So, so I think you're correct, uh, in, in the, the syphilis, uh, theory of yours. However, if as, uh, as Chuck mentions, voting for Obi-Wan Kenobi is voting for legalizing marijuana. Well, that wins in my book. A uh, vote for the <laughs> And I would like to announce that I am moving to uh, Colorado. <laughs> Colorado. You actually could. Isn't uh, Anchor Bay based there? Yes. No, at Stars. <laughs> I, I'm going oh, to apply for a job at Stars Corporate. There you go. Uh, but 
Obi-Wan Kenobi is moving on. Aunt Beru goes down in flames. Uh, we are on to our next fight. It is Darth Sidious versus Don't Starkiller. Don't you mean again? I, see, I, I didn't. I, I held back from that one. Fuck you. Obi-Wan is still syphilis ridden, at least in my head. He's going to have syphilis all the way to the end of this fight. Um, it is Darth Sidious versus Starkiller. Um, once again, Starkiller is way too powerful. And Sidious, Sidious just plans. He just sits and plans. And then like his plans get fucked up by the littlest, like stupidest thing. When if he didn't plan and he just wrecked house because he's as powerful as anybody has ever been with the force, he would win. But no, he doesn't do that. He sits there and plans all day long. And while he's doing the fucking plan, Starkiller comes with one, two, six lightsabers, however many it takes, chops his head off, and then eats his body. So I'm going to go Starkiller. Tristan? Uh, I got to go Starkiller, hands down. I mean, the, the, the dude is practically a god. You just can't fight against that. It's, uh, yeah, just as menacing as Sidious can be, and he can tug on the strings, um, or pull the strings, as normal people say. It just in a physical fight, Star Killer. Star Killer gets another vote. Josh. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, like Star Killer is like literally a, a a god modder, and he's kind of a shitty character. But in like a straight up fight, um, I think he could beat anyone in the entire universe. Maybe not all of the EU, but a lot of the EU he could beat just because he's like, you have all the powers of all the Jedis because you're a real cool guy. Um, so, yeah. The EU. A vote for Starkiller, yes? Uh, Mike? Uh, I'm going to stick with Darth Sidious. I mean, you talk about plans and plots and things like that. And, uh, and, and that's, you know, we t- it doesn't matter how powerful you are. It matters uh, how sneaky you are and how treacherous you are, and uh, and Darth Sidious is a lot smarter than than Star Killer, and uh, and also I have absolutely no idea who Star Killer is. Uh, vote for he's he's Darth Vader's apprentice, secret apprentice. A vote for Darth Sidious, and uh, Chuck. Okay, all right. This is how it goes. Okay, if you know who Darth Sidious is, that means that you saw the Star Wars movies. If you know who, you know, Darth, whoever the hell he is, that means you're not getting laid and therefore you lose. <laughs> well, I guess I lose, but Starkiller didn't. He's moving on to the next round. We are on to our next fight. Uh, Tristan, this one is yours. It is Lord Nyax versus Awapa. Ah, so it's the baby eater versus the one armed snow monkey. Hmm. Uh, I got to go with one armed snow monkey. I mean, they're just. They're just powerful, and again, it's hard to remember who Nyax is. Uh, vote for the Wampa. Josh? I think we agreed that the pronunciation was Nyax. Um, <laughs> and I don't know, he's still spooky, but he doesn't eat Wampa babies because they don't have the force. Well, do Wampas have the force? The force throws through everything. Can you imagine, like, if... Uh, Luke was trying to get his lightsaber from that Wampa, and then he was like, just kidding, bro. I got that shit, too, and then he grabbed it and fucking just cut Luke right in half. That movie would have been a lot shorter. Um, <laughs> so I'd have to go with the Wampa even versus a boogeyman. Even though I like eating babies, I like the idea of like a Wampa just totally 
fucking it up. Uh, how many babies have you eaten? Let's just say it's in the double digits. All right. Um, Mike, uh, I will stick with, yeah, uh, because uh, at the end of the day, a, a scary boogeyman uh, will, will beat a one-armed snow monkey. I'll vote for Nyaks. Yeah. Chuck? Uh, I'm going hands down with the Wampa because, uh, again, when you're a kid and you watch, you know, Empire Strikes Back, they wanted the Wampas to do this and that. But ultimately what they did was, uh, you know, limited shots of the Wampa. You know, like, oh, here he comes. You know, you saw him in fleeting, kind of like the alien in in, in the 79 Alien movie. Uh, Just so badass. And again... It really kind of shows how Luke Skywalker, for the first time, kind of summons the use of his of the Force to help him out for for good. Uh, so, without a doubt, Wampa. I'll vote for the Wampa, and uh, yeah, I, I voted for Nyax because he eats babies. But um, how many babies are on Hoth? Zero. Wampas eat because babies he ate them too. all. Wampas eat babies too. I am voting for the baby eating, lightsaber toting, one armed. Monkey, white monkey, Wampa. And the Wampa is going into the next round. We are on to our next fight. Josh, this one is yours. It is Salacious Crumb versus Bosk. Um, Salacious Crumb, pretty cool. Bosk, V cool. Very cool. Bosk all the way. Uh, vote for Bosk. Mike. This is uh, tough. They are both uh, kind of reptilian. Uh, boss is a bounty hunter. Salacious crumb is a pet or is he, uh, I am going to go with salacious crumb because I think he would, uh, he would cheat and call in assistance from his cousin, Harry crumb (laughs) vote for salacious crumb. Uh, (laughs) Chuck. Um, okay. Let me see here. We got Salacious Crumb and Bosk. Hmm. That's a tough one because um, even though I like Bosk, I think he's really cool looking. He's kind of like uh, Bosk. He's kind of like one of those cool things. They look really fancy. You know, like, oh, look, this girl, she's really banging. She looks really good. You know, it ends up she's really dumb. You know, oh, this car it looks really good. It looks really fast. You get in, it doesn't drive very fast. You know, uh, Bosk, he's one of those guys you get a brief glimpse. You think he's really cool. But ultimately, we don't really know what's going on, and we find that he's a loser. Salacious Crumb, he's this you know small-looking, goofy guy, but shoom, 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 zooms around. Before you know, he's eating Bosk's eye out. He can't see where he's going, and uh, since he has those dinosaur uh, you know eyes, it destroys like 180 degrees of his vision, and he's able to bring down Bosk. Salacious Crumb. A vote for Salacious Crumb. Um, Mike, you were on to something there. I, 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 I'm going to touch on it right now. Um, I'm going to say it. Jabba the Hutt is a fucking puppet. He's a, he, he is the puppet of Salacious Crumb. He is not. Salacious Crumb is not the pet of Jabba the Hutt. Salacious Crumb is the head of the Hutties crime family that lives on Tatooine. He is the boss. He's the man, the myth, the legend. He's, a, he's going to hire... Let's see. Let's go with IG-88 because he seems to be the only effective bounty hunter that I can think of uh, to kill. I don't know. Who are you, who's he going to kill? He's going to kill Bosk. He's going to kill Bosk. He's going he's gonna to eat his soul 
Yeah, you know, he's going to consume his soul. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. Yeah, you can't, you can't stop that. Salacious Crumb gets a vote from me. Tristan. Uh, even though I really like Salacious Crumb and I voted for him last time, I just, I'm getting this picture in my head of Salacious jumping around the Death Star, not the Death Star, the Executor, and um, just like he gets into the corner, starts laughing, and Boss, without even thinking about it, just pulls out his blaster, shoots him, and then tells Darth to continue speaking. So I'm going to have to go with Bosk. A vote for Bosk. But Salacious Crumb is into the next round. We are on to our next fight. Uh, Mike, this one is yours. It is Dash Rendar versus Papanoidia. Uh, I'm going to stick with, uh, with Baron Papanoidia. Uh, again, he is, he is the, the creation of, uh, of George Lucas to be George Lucas in the Star Wars universe. Uh, and, and such he is he is granted uh, tremendous powers uh, basically the ability to do anything including rewrite history as Lucas has done repeatedly uh, in the Star Wars saga now dash uh, is a video game character which means he is the manifestation of the individual user uh, and so for me if I am running the character he will die very, very quickly uh, because I'm terrible at video games. So in a fight between the man who created Star Wars and me, uh, I'm going to vote for George Lucas or Papanoida or whatever his name is. Uh, a vote for Papanoida. Uh, yeah, uh, Rendar is actually a character from the books. He ends up in video games, but he's book first. Uh, I, thought, I thought he was in uh, Dark Forces first. Shadows in the Empire is older than Dark Forces. Are you sure? I'm 90% positive. With AIDS. 90% HIV positive. See, that's what I was going to say. I've been watching yeah. a lot of uh, SUV. Uh, what do you call it? SVU. Uh, but go ahead, Chuck. So what did, what did Mike just vote for? Uh, he voted for uh, George Lucas. Okay. All right. Uh, okay, uh, Mike, I'm going to have to call shenanigans on you here because you uh, voted against Metachlorians, and yet in previous podcasts, you've been a very big pro- Episode one, you know, you know, oh, your hate's made you powerful. I'm going to vote for uh, uh, the stuff that is episode one favorable. And yet, you know what you do? You just threw Metachlorians right under the bus, one of the key concepts of the prequels. Okay. Furthermore, Dash Rendar is just like a, uh, uh, a derivative character. Um, he is uh, basically Han Solo, you know, 0 0.5 because... All right, let's take Han Solo. We'll make up some bullshit story about like his father getting killed and you know by the Empire, and give him like a pseudo-looking uh, Millennium Falcon that isn't quite as big. So um, between the, the the lesser of two evils, I'm gonna vote for uh, Pabinoida. Uh, you know, just because Lucas has donated two million dollars to education. Uh, a vote for Pabinoida. Actually, you're right, Mike. I I, I had no idea. I could swear that I thought Shadows of the Empire came out in the late 80s, but it was the mid-90s, so way to go reading. Um, let's see. Dash Rendar has a magic dick, and he uses his magic dick to uh, seduce anybody he wants to in the universe. Uh, he's going to seduce the shit out of Papanoidia, because, you know, Papanoidia loves a dick. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He does. And just like with Princess Leia, He's got him bent over and he's fucking him. And then he pulls out his blaster pistol. Pow! Back of the head. 
And mind you, I am doing the motion right now of, yeah. And then, pow! So, yeah, Dash Rendar takes a point from me. Tristan? Uh, even though the Baron is, you know, supposed to represent George Lucas, I mean, maybe if it represented George Lucas in 77 when he was slim and trim, but now he's all kind of doughy and wobbly. Uh, and Dash would just be able to blast him or shoot him with a spaceship or do whatever. Dash. Uh, vote for Dash Rendar. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Josh. Which Dash one Rendar. Wow. That was, that was really quick. Dash Rendar is into the next round, and we are on to our next fight. Chuck, this one is yours. It is Darth Sion versus Wedge Antilles. Wedge. Really? No, no, no other words. Just wedge. That's yeah, it? you know, I would elaborate if I knew who the fuck that guy was. I forgot too. <laughs> he, he's a guy from a game. Sounds like a Zionist, bro. Can't trust him. <laughs> well, he sounds. Sounds like he's from uh, the Matrix, and I don't like that part of the Matrix. I I hate it, Zion. I yeah, really yo, I hate chocolate chip cookies. Fuck that shit. What? But Wedge Antilles can survive anything you throw at him. He he is he is Jar Jar Binks before Jar Jar Binks existed, uh, and he's the uh, uncle of young Obi Wan Kenobi. So I will be voting for Wedge Antilles. Wedge Antilles takes his uh, let's go with his snow speeder and then wraps a hook around Darth Sion's neck and then pulls off his head. So uh, yeah, Wedge Antilles. Uh, Tristan. Well, as powerful as I know Darth Sion to be and how badass his character actually is, I mean, if it was a barroom brawl, Darth Sion would win. But since we only know Wedge, uh, you know, in, in a cockpit of, a, of an X-Wing or a snowspeeder, um, if he was in a ship, I think he would be able to blast Darth Sion, you know, straight out of Hoth. Um, and also, like you said, he's the uncle of uh, of Star Wars royalty, so I'd have to say Wedge. A uh, vote for Wedge and Tilly's. Uh, Josh. Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, I'd have to go with Wedge because he's he's pretty darn lucky at surviving, and the other guy was technically already dead. Thank you for that, Josh. So exciting. Um, Mike. You guys have it all wrong. It's not luck. Wedge is just that fucking good. Oh, Wedge. hell yeah. And uh, Wedge Antilles takes the win. We are on to our next fight. It is General Grievous versus the Ewok Wicked. Okay. All right. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> oh, God. Good luck spinning this one, bro. <laughs> luck? I don't need luck. It's fucking wicked. He's a badass motherfucking Ewok. He takes that pimped out spear of his. And while Grievous is spinning all four of his lightsabers coming all menacingly towards him, he throws it, hits him right in the fucking eye and then starts eating on his heart, lungs, his chest cavity. And he eats his eyeballs out because Ewoks are. I don't know why people call them cannibals. They're not cannibals. They're little bears that eat people. And uh, yeah, Ewoks are awesome. I'm voting for Wicket. Tristan. Uh, I love Wicket, and I, you know, on the Ewok movies, even though they're horribly made, they uh, are still hysterical to me. Um, I could see Wicket maybe 
uh, you know, like like having having the two logs smash Grievous's head, like with the AT-ATs. But I think in the end, Grievous would just be able to grab Wicket's head with his foot and just slam him into the ground. So I'm going to have to go with Grievous. But Wicket is hopped up on heroin. Um, <laughs> Josh. Uh, I just want to say he's not hopped up on heroin. He's blown out of his mind on coke like Scarface. And um, General Grievous died from like one blaster blast because he's a fucking loser. And um, as stated previously, that little Ewok would bite his genitals off and choke him with them. So basically what he do to Grievous is just get up in his shit and totally just come in his electrodes and shock him to death. And that would be the end of him. Yeah, all coked up. I, I prefer heroin, but all coked up. Uh, Mike, like Scarface. Like Scarface. Mike? Uh, Grievous would actually uh, cut that cocaine with uh, some Ajax and dried up uh, airplane model glue. And, uh, and basically, Wicket would just keel over dead uh, before the fight even started. So, Grievous. A vote for Grievous. It is all tied up. It comes down to you, Chuck. Which one takes the win? And it should take the win. Come on. You know it. Well, uh, wow, Mike, that sounded a little uh, suspiciously vivid, that uh, description there. Uh, but um, here's that guy clacking away at the keyboard again. Uh, all right. Um, okay. So we got the, uh, the Ewoks versus Grievous. Now, my initial instinct is to vote against the Ewoks. However, okay, this is an important however. The Ewoks defeated the Emperor's most elite uh, squadron of troops, okay? Now, Obi-Wan Kenobi defeated uh, Grievous by just, like, shooting him in the chest with a blaster, all right? So I think that an entire, like, tribe of Ewoks that could defeat the Emperor's entire squadron of his most elite troops could easily defeat one person. Therefore, the bullshit Ewok wins. To be fair, it is clearly established that the Emperor's most elite troops can't actually shoot anything. Yeah, it's because they're so confused by the Ewok's skill. And Wicket (laughs) takes the win. And we are on to our next fight. It's for the first spot in the Final Four. Tristan, this one is yours, and it's actually a good fight. It's a fight that was bound to happen eventually. It is Yoda versus Obi-Wan Kenobi, two of the like three characters that people actually know on here. <laughs> <laughs> this this is a good fight. Like I'd have to say, like looking at this so far in this in this in these brackets, this is by far the best fight. Oh man, I mean Yoda trained Obi-Wan. So does that mean that he can beat Obi-Wan or did Obi-Wan pick up some tricks along the way? Um, man, I just, damn. I, I, my gut reaction is Yoda because he's 900 years old and he's the master. Just got to go with Yoda. Uh, vote for Yoda. Josh. Um, you know, for this fight, I'm really going to have to, uh, I'm thinking about it and I'm just, I'm imagining the actual fight. And, uh, even when Yoda was uh, pretty old, he was still pretty limber. And, uh, 
old Ben Kenobi didn't have um, any moves at all, so I'd imagine he just kind of evaporate into like a puddle or whatever, and Yoda would win. Another vote for Yoda, Mike. Yeah, when uh, when Yoda reached eight hundred years old uh, or nine hundred years old, uh, he was still able to uh, bounce around like uh, like some sort of a ping pong ball or or something like that. And uh, and really, by the time Obi Wan was like fifty years old, he could barely hold that lightsaber up, or sixty or however old Alcatraz was. So uh, I think I'm going to give it to uh, to Yoda. A vote for Yoda. Chuck. Did you oh, die, sorry, Chuck? You, no, oh, no, 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 sorry. Mute there. Okay. Um, all right. Now, uh, part of me would like to vote for Yoda. Okay. Uh, in other words, the uh, original trilogy uh, Yoda. What was so cool about Yoda, he was like... Uh, this unexpectedly small dude. You didn't, you know, expect him to be kind of this weak, weird-looking green dude. Uh, and the idea was that, well, you know, he ha- he has mastered the Force so much, it doesn't matter what his size is, okay? But then, once again, we come along, you know, shitty-ass assembly line Lucas, and uh, it's like, oh, we're going to have this guy jumping around like Sonic the Hedgehog with his laser sword, like, you know, uh, bouncing around. Uh he almost uh, like it's almost like Lucas didn't even understand why his own character was so great. You know, Yoda was so great. He's a, this small, kind of feeble, unexpected dude, but just had such a master of the of the Force. He could do anything. But instead, Lucas then turned around, thinking he had to be like a fucking Olympic athlete, flopping around, jumping around, doing flip flops and stuff like that. You know, oh Yoda man, yeah. Yeah, well, he isn't. You know why? Obi-Wan is better because the prequels didn't ruin Obi-Wan as much. Uh, you know, Ewan McGregor did a good job playing him. And then they didn't, like, add all this stuff to, like, Obi-Wan's character where he's, like, jumping around like Sonic the Hedgehog. And even if he was, it was more believable than, like, Yoda. Like, at the end of Episode 2, like, made me really kind of be like, really? Is that what you just fucking did with Yoda? Obi-Wan. A vote for Obi-Wan after the half-hour tirade against Yoda. <laughs> but Yoda trained the man that 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 trained, man that trained Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yoda's a fucking pimp. Plus, he throws around big round chairs. Yeah, I'm just living off the greatness of others, bro. No, no. He made that greatness. He is the man. He 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 taught Haven't a man you to heard the phrase track, Yoda Whatever man. Whatever makes you sleep at night. Whatever makes you sleep at night, Damon. Yeah, I sleep really good knowing that Yoda is in the final four, and we're on to our next fight. Josh, this one is yours. It is a Wampa that eats babies versus Star Killer. Um, you know, I I have said in the past that uh, Star Killer can beat basically anybody, but this is one fight he just can't win. Um, we're talking about a Wampa with the Force. He's got a lightsaber. He eats babies, and uh, he just he can't be stopped. I'll vote for the Wampa, Mike. Uh, I am going to vote for the Wampa for one very simple reason: uh, Star Killer is powerful because in the end. He is just glorified fan fiction, which means he's not real. And the Wampa is real, so the real creature wins. 
Uh, um, a vote for the Wampa. Uh, <laughs> Chuck. All right. So uh, for any of you uh, uninitiated, uh, overly obsessed Star Wars fans out there, uh, you don't just have flat out canon. In other words, this definitely happened in the Star Wars universe. It's actually degrees of canon. There's G canon, which means that George Lucas came out with it, which means it's gospel. Then there's like L canon, Q canon, whatever the fuck. There's like actual degrees of canon. Okay. So anyway, to boil it down, some shit that happened in a fucking video game is meaningless, whereas something that happened in Empire Strikes Back is more meaningful, and therefore the Wampa wins. Uh, vote for the Wampa. Um, you said, Mike, that the Wampas are real. Are they outside my house right now? Yes. You're not, Mike. You're Chuck. No, they're not. How are they more real than Starkiller? I am not G-Cannon. outside your house right now. Are, are we arguing canon? Are we arguing barroom brawl showdown stuff? Well, it doesn't matter. Both. Barroom <laughs> brawl. Uh, barroom brawl. Um, barroom Star- cannon. <laughs> barroom cannon. I like that. Barroom cannon. Uh, Starkiller should be able to beat a Wampa, but uh, we're talking about the Wampa. Not just random ones like, that are running around uh, SWOTOR or anything like all right, that. All right. I I'm like talking that. about the Wampa. And that Wampa, as we know, eats babies, uh, is uh, attuned to the force, and he can use that lightsaber. He chooses not to. Um, He's also a white monkey, which does anybody else feel racist when they say that? I I, I do. I feel a little racist. That's just because you're black. Is that why? Is that what it is? Yep, that's it. We can say white monkey all we want. Oh, see, when you say it, it sounds racist. And because of that, I will be voting for the Wampa because he was actually physically on a set or a screen of some kind, whereas uh, Starkiller is just Pixels. That is all he ever has been and ever will be. And I don't think Pixels can beat uh, just a tall guy in a fursuit. So I'm going to go with Wampa. Tristan. Uh, Even though this vote doesn't matter, I'm going to have to go with Starkiller because in the video game itself, there is an actual level where you have to fight Wampas and you destroy every single one of them and you slice them up. So my vote is Starkiller. I'll vote for Starkiller, but the Wampa is into the final four. And we are on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is Salacious Crumb versus Dash Rindar. You know, uh, Damon, in in the last round, you had mentioned that uh, Salacious Crumb was actually the brains behind the entire hut empire on Tatooine. Um, and, and that's really just what he wants you to believe. He's actually behind everything. Uh, he is Darth salacious <laughs> and he pretty much engineered everything. You, you don't see him die in it, but you, you, you see the ship go down, but he, he's easily gone. And he's been manipulating everything and everyone behind the scenes. He banged uh, Anakin's mom to get to get her knocked up because he's got a high midichlorian count. <laughs> uh, that's where all those midichlorians came from. You know, if you look, he's got kind of freaky pointy ears. So I think he banged Yoda's mom too. Uh, I think Salacious Crumb is really the mastermind behind the entire thing. You know, I think he banged George Lucas's mom. 
And that's how George Lucas came up with all of this because Salacious Crumb told him the story that he made into all of these movies because Salacious Crumb is the ultimate mastermind behind all of this. And, uh, and so, yeah, of course he's going to be able to beat Dash Rengar. He's had this planned for millennium. He's, he's, uh, he's the real deal. He's, he is the, the ultimate power in the universe. A vote for Salacious Crumb. Chuck. Uh, yeah, you know, Mike, I, I really like the direction you're going in here. I think that uh, Salacious Crumb is uh, really more brilliant than people uh, give him credit for. They think he's just like this scurrying around rat type dude, you know. But uh, when in fact, you know, Dash Rendar uh, was really just kind of like a, like a Han Solo duplicate. Salacious Crumb, he was behind the whole thing. He froze Han and Carbonite. I mean, if you don't actually understand the whole conspiracy behind the whole thing with the Bilderberg group, you don't know what you're talking about. Another vote for Salacious Crumb. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, I wanted to keep that low-key, Mike. I didn't want to tell the world that Salacious Crumb is real, does exist, and has fathered not only George Lucas, he also Father Gene Roddenberry, um, Isaac Asimov, <laughs> anything that science fiction period is from <laughs> it's from his sperm and boatloads of sperm. That thing, seriously, it could get you pregnant as a dude. <laughs> that that is how powerful he is. And Dash Rendar is just a Han Solo clone. So what would end up happening is he would go and try and fuck. Salacious Crumb. And Salacious Crumb loves to fuck, so he's down. So he's fucking Salacious Crumb, and he goes to goes to shoot him, but then Salacious Crumb gets him pregnant with all that fucking Salacious Crumb sperm, and, and it makes him explode from his stomach. So Salacious Crumb wins that fight for me. Uh, Tristan. Oh, for the same reasons that I thought Bosk would destroy the space rat, I'd uh, gotta give the same powers to Dash. He would just Blast him away, whether it was with his spaceship or with his blaster. And as uh, as much as I love the salacious crumb laugh and uh, and uh, the evil evil laugh that he has, it would sound just as funny while he was dying. So I got to go with Dash. Uh, vote for Dash Rendar. You're fighting in the wrong universe, uh, Josh. <laughs> Dash Rendar's the man. Salacious crumb is is salacious salacious. Come, he sucks. Dash yeah, that's, that's why I reproduce, bro. A vote for <laughs> Dash Rendar, but Salacious Crumb put Matt Come right in there. Moving Boom. on into the next round, and we are at the final fight of the four, well, final four. Chuck, this one is yours. It is Wedge Antilles versus Wicked. Josh, mute when you're typing. Wasn't me. <laughs> Fuck you. Mm-hmm. But Chuck, I'm go ahead. Up, you know, Darth Darth Biff. Uh, okay, so um, all right, I'm not too invested in this. I'm actually hoping that Mike knows is on the same page as me who who we want going to last uh, the finals. But uh, um, I'm going to go with uh, who is it? Uh, uh, it's uh, Antilles versus Grievous. No, it's Wicket, the Ewok. Oh fuck that! It's Wicket versus uh, Antilles. That is correct. Okay. Wedge Antilles is the Batman of the Star Wars universe. No matter whose side he's on, no matter what he's doing, they win. Why? Because Wedge Antilles is involved. Antilles. Wedge Antilles. 
gets a point. Um, yeah, I love I love Wicket, but he, you know, those coke binges. And and I'm serious. I'm I'm ninety percent positive he's been doing heroin with R two D two. Because if you go to <laughs> if you go to C two E two as well, go to MySpace and then go to R two D two Jedi. I think my R two D two page is still up. And I've got all kinds of pictures of Wicked doing some fucking horrible things there. And um yeah, Wicked 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 did uh leave us because of because of all the um drug abuse. Willow. No, not Willow. It was the drug abuse. It it, it was not only cocaine, it, it was heroin. Um then he became a jockey. Wedge Antilles has lived a clean life and he he always wins. He's on the winning side. I'm gonna go with Wedge Antilles. Tristan. Uh, even though Wicked is a ferocious teddy bear with a, a badass spear, um, I really liked the idea that Wedge is the Batman of the Star Wars universe. I think that's freaking awesome. And just that he was equated yeah. with Batman makes him win. So Wedge and Tilly's, also known as Batman, wins. Nice. Another vote for Wedge and Tilly's. Josh? Um, yeah, I mean, this one's pretty good. I'd say, I'd say, uh, say Wedge. Thanks for that lovely insight there, Josh. Mike, is it a clean sweep? Uh, yes, it is. Uh, because as, as has been reported uh, way back in uh, episode 53, Star Wars versus Star Trek, uh, Wedge Antilles is in possession of a large supply of Andorian rape crystals. Uh, yes. And knowing Wicket's uh, just general addictive personality, uh, he would, he, I mean, he would just whip that out and, and wicked would just, just go crazy on it and just start snorting them up. Uh, and then, uh, then he would get raped by Andorians, which would be strange because there are no Andorians in the star Wars universe. Uh, and so while he's confused as to who these creatures are that were penetrating him, uh, wedge would pick him up, fly him to the death star and, uh, and wicked would get blown up, uh, w- with the Death Star while Wedge flies away. Wedge Antilles into the final four in a clean sweep. And we've got our final four. It is Yoda versus Awampa and Salacious Crumb versus Wedge Antilles. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know who's going to win this one, but it is Yoda versus Awampa. I get to take this one. Um, let's see. Yoda, the most powerful Jedi to ever exist versus the white monkey with one arm that has some force powers, but yeah, God damn it. Yoda, Yoda pinballs all around the cave, lifts up, lifts up the Wampa and then breaks its neck. Like he doesn't even get close. He does the pinball thing though, because he loves the shit out of that. He loves being Sonic the Hedgehog. So I'm going to go with Yoda. Tristan. Yeah. I, when there's a Wampa involved and Yoda, you know that there's going to be some pinball action. And I mean, and if he's in the ice, (laughs) and if he's in the ice cave, it's going to be even funnier because you could add in sound effects to, as to the Wampa sliding on the ice and slipping and doing that Scooby-Doo, you know, scuttle and then falling on his ass. And Yoda would just laugh the entire time with the, (laughs) and then slice him open. And like, he probably wouldn't kill him. He would just slice his other arm off. So I'd have to go with Yoda. And Yoda gets another vote. Josh. I just want you guys to, to look into your heart 
and and know it must be true that the Wampa is Yoda's father. The Wampa is Yoda's father? Are you voting for the Wampa? Yeah, then because he is Yoda's up. father. I'll vote. Did, did Yoda ever tell you about his father? No, he doesn't. The Wampa killed his father. And then he was his father. And then Yoda says, impossible. It must not be true. No. And then it happened. A vote in such a way a vote that for the Wampa. Time to Wampa. lay off the gray goose, bro. <laughs> He's not drinking. That's just Josh. Mike? Uh, I am going to vote for Yoda because even though the Wampa is uh, physically superior, even with one arm, should he actually manage to squash Yoda completely, Yoda just pops up as a sparkly blue ghost. He's like, ah, fuck you. Uh, suck my sparkly blue dick. Uh, and then he can just wait around until the Wampa dies a natural death or, uh, or starvation because, you know, let's face it, there's not a lot of food on Hoth. Um, and Yoda could actually just leave, come back, you know, just wait it out because, uh, you know, the sparkly blue ghost thing, uh, pretty much at that point, uh, he's become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Another vote for Yoda and chuckles. All right. So Yoda, like he's like something along the lines of like 800 years old. Okay. A uh, Wampa, you know, has about like a 50 year life lifespan. Um, and again, Yoda jumping back to my original, extremely important note of the day, the Metachlorians. Okay. You cannot master the force unless you can control the Metachlorians. Okay. The Wampa is just some, like, natural creature. It's like a bear attacking you in the woods when you're uh, camping, okay? And Yoda is kind of like the woods, the, the, the skilled woodsman with a gun. In other words, the guy that understands how to use the metachlorians. Therefore, there's no contest. Yoda wins. And Yoda is into the finals. Who shall he face? Tristan, this one is yours. It's Salacious Crumb versus Wedge Antilles. This is... um. Not even close to a fair fight. I'm unprofessional. Not true. <laughs> I I can't even geek believe. logic, bro. No, no, man. No, I can't even believe that Salacious made it this far. I mean, yeah, he's funny. Yeah, he's interesting to look at. He, and he, it, like the epitome of his strength is to slightly remove C-3PO's eye, not even tear it out completely and disconnect the cords. It's yeah, but slightly you don't know the, the behind removed. the scenes shit he's doing, bro. That's true. I didn't get that extra DVD. I didn't. I didn't get the the bonus disc. But with the with the discs I have, Salacious Crumb can't even fight against a gay golden droid. So I'm gonna have to go with Wedge. A vote for the Batman of the Star Wars universe, Wedge Antilles. Josh. Um, for this one, I'm I'm uh, I'm really intrigued by the EU you guys kind of created for. Uh, for the characters where um, he's basically created the entire universe and all that stuff. But, you know, you, you got, you got a bet on, on wedge. You know what they say? They say red, red nine reporting in. Is that even his number? Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you got, you got a bet on your boy. A vote for wedge Antilles. 
Uh, Mike. Yeah, I mean, even though this really let let let's just say it right here, this should have been the the final fight because in many ways, uh, Wedge is the yin to Salacious Crumbs Yang. Uh, he is he is the opposite side. He he always wins. Uh, oh, yeah, Salacious Crumb is I wanted Wampa and Salacious <laughs> is manipulating things <laughs> behind the scenes. But no matter what he does, you know he can he could put together a Death Star. It doesn't matter. He can uh, he can leak the uh, the the Rebel base location to uh, to the Empire. It doesn't matter. He can build another Death Star. It doesn't matter. Wedge just uh, just seems to be able to avoid all that. Uh, he's he's blessed by by some higher power higher even than salacious crumb uh he's he's ultimately he's he's kind of he's kind of a jesus maybe i mean we know very little about him uh but he he certainly seems to be divine uh able to to kind of avoid danger uh completely uh he's he's invulnerable uh clearly um, so yeah, even though salacious crumb may be this great criminal mastermind behind everything, uh, ultimately wedge, I think is the force that brings him down. It, he is the, the one element that, uh, that nothing in, in the, the empire, uh, nothing in, in, in the dark side of, of the cosmos, uh, could possibly defeat. So, uh, in the end, uh, it, it's got to be Wedge, and not because of Batman, because I don't like Batman, so I'm not going to make the Batman connection. Uh, I will go Captain America. What? Captain America also has the cannot lose power because of America. So I'm voting for Wedge, and if you don't, you're a commie. A vote for Wedge and Tilly's. Chuck. All right. Well, first of all, I am a commie, and I fucking love Batman. Furthermore, you know, Mike. You, uh, you know, uh, you kind of converted me right here. I'm going to go for Wedge, okay? And now you see the reason why Wedge and Tilly's beats Yoda. There are, it's, a, it's, it's a whole wrong, wider... Wrong fight, wrong we're, fight. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. It's, Wait till uh, next round. Okay, all right. He has to beat Slash's Crumb first. Uh, okay, okay. Well, then, then I'll, uh, I'll keep it brief. The re- reason Wedge and Tilly's wins is because he's like a human being with a spaceship that could just shoot Slash's Crumb, and therefore he wins. Uh, Salacious Crumb is the father of Wedge Antilles. If Salacious Crumb is oh God, yeah, where are you getting that info from? If Salacious Crumb is God, that makes oh, yeah. Wedge Antilles Jesus. He oh, is yeah. the Jesus. So of you're Star saying Wars. that Wedge Antilles is the son of God? He is the son of God. Okay, and you're saying that Salacious Crumb is God? Yes, it's God. Okay. Yeah. Salacious yeah. Crumb is God. You might want to uh, reevaluate your uh, principles there, bro. Uh, no. But I'm still voting for Wedge Antilles. Wedge Antilles is going to win in a clean sleep because it's Wedge fucking Antilles. All right. you, I can't just like that. Jesus, you can't count him out for anything, God damn it. Yeah, he's better than God. See? Like new Coke. He's God 2.0. He's always going to be around. He's always going to be around, and he's always on the winning side. Like Kodak film. <laughs> That's fucked up. But Wedge Antilles is in the final. It is Yoda... Versus Wedge Antilles. Josh, this one is yours. Go ahead and start us off. Okay, so basically, you have Yoda, you have Wedge, 
All right, they're in a clearing. It's it's just them two. It's not a clearing anymore. It's a stadium, and they're fighting. And Yoda doesn't have anywhere to do his little bounces, and and Wedge is in his in his orange suit, and they're basically they're just slugging it out. They're fucking they're punching each other and fisting and scratching and all that shit. When Yoda gets knocked down to his little knees. And he says, if you strike me down, I will become more. And then Wedge just fucking kicks his boot right through Yoda's head and rips it in half. And then Wedge says, and I quote, I am your father. And he pisses on his corpse. The end. Oh, that was my favorite part of Strikes Back. <laughs> Wedge and Tilly's gets a vote. Mike. Uh, yeah, what he said. Another vote for Wedge Antilles. Chuck. All right. So we're going uh, Yoda versus Wedge here. Yes, you are now on the right fight. Okay. <laughs> Touche. All right. Hmm. Okay, I'm voting for Wedge over Yoda for this reason. Yoda is a master of the Force. In other words, he can control the Metachlorians. Whereas Wedge Antilles does not control the Force, okay? He does not control the Metachlorians. However, he is a vehicle of the will of the Metachlorians. In other words, every time Wedge is involved in any kind of fight, battle, whatever, they inevitably win. Again, it's like the same thing where uh, Batman's power is uh, Batman always wins. Well, Wedge's power is whatever he's involved with, with is always going to be blessed with a victory. Why? Because he is not the controller of the Metachlorians, is the divine will of them. Boom, Wedge Antilles. Boom goes the dynamite. A vote for Wedge Antilles. I really kind of want to vote for Yoda here just to fuck things up, but Josh's stomp on his head and piss on his corpse, I am your father, destroyed me. So I, I've, I've got to go along with Josh and, you know, Wedge Antilles is the son of God. So Wedge Antilles for me. Uh, Tristan, is it a clean sweep? Not at all, not in a million years, Yoda would win. Now, whether you're looking at uh, prequel Yoda or original trilogy Yoda, it doesn't matter because whether he's a ping-pong jackrabbit with a lightsaber or he is the true 900-year-old master of the Force that can just stand there and move an X-Wing with his mind and not even exert himself, okay? That is who would win because he could do whatever he wants he could do whatever he wanted to Wedge or use anything around Wedge, use anything. He could use Wedge's X-Wing against him, okay? he He's proven that he has complete control over that X-Wing, and Wedge's only power is when he's in his X-Wing. Now, granted, Wedge is amazing and the Batman of the Star Wars universe, so we know he's not going to die, okay? So Yoda's not going to kill Wedge. Wedge, Wedge is going to get away to live and fight another day, but Yoda will still win the battle. Hands down, Yoda. A vote for Yoda. A classic Mohammed versus Jesus fight. But Actually, Wedge it would be Buddha. Really? You think Yoda's more Buddha than Mohammed? Yeah, definitely. Mohammed moved a mountain. Yeah, but uh, Buddha... I think he's more of a Zor Zoroaster. Uh, Chuck may be correct. I was going to say Shiva, but whatever. No, it's cool. Whatever. <laughs> Shiva Bowl! Achievable. Are you watching the league? The league is great. 
Oh, I uh, love that show. But that's uh, another story. It's another story. Uh, Chalupa Batman. Uh, Wedge Antilles <laughs> takes the win. So is uh, Wedge the Chalupa Batman of the Star Wars universe? No, no, he's not. He's not Chalupa Batman of the Star Wars universe. Um, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. Does anybody have anything they'd like to plug? Uh, let's go to you, Chuck. Uh, do I have anything to plug? Um, hmm. You know, aside from like all my usual failed projects, I can't think of anything right now. Uh, uh, so, no. All right. Look up his other failed projects. You can hear him on other episodes. Uh, Tristan, you've got stuff. Plug away. Well, I, I think I already mentioned him earlier, but I'll mention him again. You can find me on Twitter at the Insane Robin. Please, if you follow me and you're a Star Trek fan or a Star Wars fan, let me know and I'll follow you back. Um, that's why I'm on the internet is for the geek community. And so follow uh, me, bro. You no, know, you, you follow me. What are you talking about? Touche. <laughs> I've been on the show longer. That's true. That's true. But um, I'm the one with a podcast that you respect. Well, I guess you have a podcast that I respect because I'm on this one. So hmm. either way, we're at a standstill. So well, well, let's yeah, follow we'll each other at the same time. Whoever, whoever follows each other first. But anyway, continue with the plug. Well, there you go. Yeah, whoever follows first. But um, yeah, you can find me on trek.fm as uh, on Hyper Channel for Star Trek news. And you can find me at To The Journey, a podcast that just started. I actually recorded episode two last night, and you'll be able to find it on Thursday, November 8th. And so please rate us on iTunes. Please, please, please rate us on iTunes. Rock and roll. See, this episode doesn't come out until November. Well, this is the Thanksgiving episode. <laughs> this is the episode well, awesome. that comes out before Thanksgiving. Well, then we're going to be on like episode three or four. And see, there you go. Uh, Mr. Van Volkenberg, what is your plug, sir? Okay, so you can follow me on Twitter, add me on Facebook, and put me in your top eight on MySpace. Um, follow me on, find me on LinkedIn. Friendster. You can talk to me on Skype. You can hit me up on Steam. You can. You're not on Friendster. Uh, add me on Desura. You can uh, check out my new items. Um, and all that stuff. So there you go. Um, and there you have it. And that's the one. And there it is. Thank you very much. Whoop. There it is. Uh, check out our friends, dvdgeeks.tv, Subspace Communicate, and their awesome podcast, Life After Trek. They also have a pretty pimped out art website. It's Bye Bye Robot. Check that out. Um, Chris, uh, Chris Wood. While he was drunk, also created the Rock Profiles files, and I, I mentioned it he wasn't drunk. Episode. He was on Andorian rape crystals. He was not on Andorian <laughs> rape crystals. Uh, yes, sticks. Also, uh, check out Greg Blanchard over there with inappropriate conversations. They're pretty pimp. Uh, the soulless minions of orthodoxy. Josh and those guys are sweet. Uh, well, sweet. That's so Aww. nice. Uh, and we love got the, them. I love them a lot. Uh, commentary track stars is awesome. Uh, Mission Log, a Rob Berry podcast, uh, John Champion, and Ken. I keep forgetting to remember his last Ken name. Ken Ray, I think. Ken Ray? Think. But Ken over there, they're, they're pretty awesome. Uh, also, it, it, seriously, send them a message and say hello and write them stuff on their Facebook page because they, they keep asking for it. Uh, special thanks goes to Karen for being our web presence. Check out what she's doing on the Geek Fight Tumblr with Chris Mitchell. 
who uh, uh, Chris Mitchell also created a Geek Fights Wikia. Christy Woke fleshed it out. Uh, write anything you want about us. I honestly haven't looked at it in a month. It might say I'm a, a, a homosexual raptor, and I, would, I wouldn't care. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> Am I on there? What's my page say? I don't know. Go ahead and f- go on the wiki and add yourself to it. Why didn't uh, someone else add me? I'm a popular character. No, you're not. Who could forget <laughs> Jared Formby and his amazing intros? Uh, check him out at www.heystartrek.net. I thought you corrected me to .com, but it's .com or .net. But either way, check him out. He's also, he's, uh, also at uh, super underscore Spock on Twitter. Mike? You can find me on the Weekend Geek Video Show on YouTube, where we preview new comics every week. Uh, you can check us out at geekfights.net, where we have lists of show ideas. The brackets we mentioned earlier are past episodes and links to the wiki, the Facebook page, and our Tumblr. Don't forget to rate and review us on Twitter and the Zoom Network, or like us on Facebook. If you'd like to be on the panel, just contact us at geekfights at gmail.com or on Facebook or Twitter. Just look for Geek Fights or follow the links on our website. That's all it takes to join the Legion of Geeks. Our upcoming fights are Best Fight. I know that's next week because it was Best Trailer and it became something different. And then after that is Best of Futurama. Yeah. Nice. Any nice. and all ideas are welcome. Thanks again for listening. Until next time. Uh, have a happy Thanksgiving if you live in the United States and keep fighting the geek fight. May the force be with you always. always. Fuck you always. guys. Fuck you guys for not voting for Medichlorians. <laughs> <laughs>
wow, I, I'm in a Bane kind of mood. I might, I might hop into Bane in a couple fights. <laughs> now you have my permission to die. Jar Jar Binks versus Yoda. Nice. The fire rises. You have to co- just cover your mouth while you say it. I like it shaken, not stirred. See? See? There you go. You think this holds power over me? See? That's how the Bane voice works. You just you just say whatever you want and then just cover your mouth and talk a little bit higher. And you're Bane. It's hey, it David. a good song. A tranny fuck monster from Tatooine. 